The Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Good morning, everybody. Great to have your company on Summer Breakfast. It is January the 9th. It is a Monday morning in the McCafe menu, our official coffee partner today. Well, has a triple treat of uh, cricket talent, if you like. Usman Khawaja is going to join us, Australian Test Opener. Hot off the back of that uh, emphatic series win against South Africa, he'll preview the Indian tour with us as well. Sammy Harper, Renegades keeper, batsman, back to form with a big bang at Marvel Stadium on Saturday night for the Gades and Barat Sunder Race, and we'll tie it all together for us, of course, from SEN Cricket. Uh, the Kogan Money credit card makes it all happen here, packed full of value, as is my old mate here. Simon O'Donnell, great to see your smiling oh, face Sammy. again. Scoob. Good to have you back. How have you been? I've been good. I've I missed, missed you. you. I, I missed, missed you. too. In fact, I didn't really have to miss you because everywhere I went, I was reminded of your talents on the wireless. I was at the beach. Someone came up and said, gee, Simon O'Donnell does a great job. I'm really enjoying listening to him over summer. I was at Marvel Stadium to watch Sammy Harper go nuts the other night. Just took myself off to the men's room and someone sidled up next to me and said, geez, Simon O'Donnell's been great. I've loved listening to him on the wireless. Everywhere I have been... People have been praising you over uh, your your performances over the festival. I'm a bit of a season. Simon O'Donnell fan, indeed. Yeah, see, well, you know, good things come to good people, Sam. Good things come to good people. So talking of good things, let's go back because I, I've missed. I, I feel like there's a lot of things we've got to go go through and, and get across. Yes, so I haven't seen you for ages. Yes. How'd the cold Christmas day go? Oh, magnificent! Everything the went okay. Were a huge hit. I did think of you as I sat down, though, over uh, various cold offerings and thought, I wonder what Simon's eating at the moment. <laughs> um, so it was as avid. It was nice. It was fresh. It was beautiful. Gee, the weather was good over that period, oh, too, wasn't beautiful, it? Beautiful. So I just had the two weeks off. But um, the sign of a good holiday, I reckon, is when it, it's two weeks, but it feels like it could have been two months. So it was a full disconnection. Had Were a great you? time. New Beach. house settled in. New house, good. yeah, we're getting there. Yes, <laughs> She was a hectic lead up, but uh, glad we did it. We got ourselves in and... And our boys turned eight and eleven over the weekend. They they're actually born on the same day, three years apart, on January the seventh. That's spooky. Yes. So it's a big event, hot off the back of Christmas every year. So I feel like we've been uh, just punched around a bit in the uh, mm. social department. But uh, good beach cricket. So playing, how do you watching. spend your couple of weeks? Well, there's been plenty of beach days, plenty of cricket, playing, watching. Obviously, had Christmas, which was awesome. Um, you know, the boys' birthdays over the weekend, which was great. Lots of cooking, lots of eating, a fair bit of drinking as well. Great, cool. great time. You're still great. um still displaying a uh, budgie smuggler down at the beach? No. Or you go a, short now, like a surf Got rid of the budgies a long, no one Have needs you? to see that. A long, long time ago. Strictly a board short man. And I'm even, I like to think I'm pretty sun smart these days. Always go the rashy. Always go the rash oh, vest up okay. top. Yeah. I thought that was just for us fat blokes. No, <laughs> I don't want to get scorched down there. Uh, grown sun smart and a bit more safe and responsible in my older years. I've got I've got a dilemma though at home that I wanted to ask you about right off the top. Actually. A dilemma, just with the new house we're wrestling, and I wonder what there's more of is in the humble Aussie backyard. Do you reckon there's more decks, or do you reckon there's more patios, more paving, or more timber? As we're wrestling with going one or the other at the moment, and it's divided the household like nothing you've ever seen. And I just wonder what we think there's more of out there, because I love a good deck. But the patios goes back as older than time in the Aussie backyard with the hill's hoist. What do you reckon we have more of? I'm a timber man. 
I thought my, you had a my, patio at your job. No, no, no we, we've got a deck. It used to be a patio, and we put a deck over it. Ah, well, we're doing that on the front today, funnily enough. So my deck man's coming around today, <laughs> Georgie, and he's padding, uh, he's decking over the most daggy front patio you've ever seen. But it's the backyard. I wonder if I nice big pavers or we go the beautiful sort of uh, timber at the back. Yeah, the, yeah. the timber at the back. If you don't get it right, you'll never forgive yourself. So. If you want to do your deck and you want it to last, the timber's got to be the right to not not the the the, not the big ones. Um, uh, skinnier, the the wider timber is yep. the way to go. And then what you cover that timber with is all important and needs maintenance too. Doesn't oh my it? word! Yeah. Oh, you really you've got to keep oiling decks. These are an and, annual event. Yeah, yeah. Make, making sure that they don't they don't warp and all that sort of stuff because they're they're out in the elements. So. For, for ease and lack of maintenance, I think the patio wins. It's mm. a hose down, a hose off. Yes. Um, get the blower out, get the leaves off, boom, you're ready to go. The deck takes a bit more, but I think the deck sets off the house more than the patio does. And it's a, So one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. The Temper 40 Wings text, of course, 0433981116. It's an old Victorian home too. So the deck will look beautiful at the front. Mm. So I'm just wondering if we keep decking at the back. And I wonder what there's more of because I'm with you. The patio's probably uh, got a lower degree of difficulty maintenance-wise, but it's something where rest. Maybe we can't go wrong. And see, so um, what do you then do with your paddock? Because you've got crazy paving and yeah, then the old that's patio. expensive, the old crazy paving, isn't it? But, you know... It, yeah, to set big, your house off, yep. and you're talking old Victorian sort of structure. So many crazy choices. paving looks, I reckon, great with yep. that too. So, because you go through those Instagram. So have you got the my crazy? wife does some interior designs. Oh, we should have got her involved. And and uh, she she shows me all the Instagram stuff. Pinterest. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable <laughs> the stuff you can do. So the crazy paving. So have you got that in your your house? Crazy the crazy paving on our chimney. Right on your chimney. On that would look chimney in the bush. Yeah, yeah. That would we just good. did a new deck over COVID, and I love the wooden deck. It's another room. Mm. It's another room. A couple of umbrellas. You know, your outdoor furniture, your barbecue. Uh, it's another room in the house. Well, see, Andrew says there's way more timber out there, fellas. Deck all the way. So, good morning to you, Andrew. I hope you had a good Christmas period as well. Um, I'll throw that out there though, because mm, I'm, I'm no, no, happy sure. to be swayed when it comes to the back. Committed to the timber on the front. Just want to know what to do with the back. And part of it is the kids playing on it. Do we want a big step down onto the grass? Or do you just want the patio flowing seamlessly onto the rest of the backyard? Anywho, um, lots of questions to get to today. But before we get to all that, Simon, I really want to raise something with you because we've missed the quiz. Now, the quiz is not only back for the month, but it's back with the biggest bang you've ever seen. New, improved, transformed, supercharged. Now, you might remember Hutchie and Maccas. What a combo they are. They was the Dogs fans. They sent Western Bulldogs fans to the prelim against GWS all those years ago. They sent uh, Archie Mackers combined to send the Demons fans to Perth for that prelim against West Coast last year. A bunch of uh, lucky Collingwood fans went to Sydney, didn't get the win, but were flown up there. Mackers on the way to the ground, laid on perfectly. Now we're going international. When sports, one. Yep, when sports fans need to get somewhere, Mackers makes it happen. So here's the deal. Together with Maccas, we're giving you and a mate the chance to win a trip. How's this? A trip to Delhi for the second test, India, Australia, in February. I think it starts February 17. And it's all thanks to Maccas. All you need to do is to be crowned the last fan standing. So starting today, Scoob, 
And every day for the rest of the month, right here on Summer Breakfast, we're going to provide a quiz with 11 cricket questions. 11. 11. 11 cricket questions. Jeez, I'm going to be hard at work there getting all those done, aren't I? So we're batting order, if you like. Mm. And the last fan standing after the 11 will have the chance to win. So on Monday, January 30, all of our daily winners from our 11 cricket, cricket questions every day are going to go in to the final last fan standing quiz for the chance to take the overall prize, which is, as I say, flights for you and a mate to Delhi, five nights accommodation and premium five-star accommodation as well. You will be doing it in style. You'll attend a sporting luncheon with SEN's cricket commentary team. There'll be corporate hospitality at the cricket itself. Spending money, you need that over there. Thousand bucks, Exactly, 1000 bucks worth of that. And it's all thanks to Maccas. So as I say, we've done it before. We've gone to Perth. We've gone to Sydney. We've gone everywhere. We're now going international with Maccas to make it happen. They've chosen the big show to do it on. Exactly. The big show. So we'll settle with a regular time slot. Today, I think... (laughs) Yes. Today, our go time for this, I think, will be out of 8 o'clock. Did we agree? So for today, out of 8 o'clock, we'll do it. The super quiz. will be done by (laughs) 9. We're going to have to rip through it pretty quickly, aren't we? So it's 11 cricket questions. But what a prize. Oh, is that one of the best prizes? Great part of the world. One of the great parts of the world, India. Delhi, fantastic. Now, you never played test cricket there, but you played plenty of white ball cricket yeah, there, didn't you? Yeah, we had World Cups there yeah. and Nehru Cup. Went there three or four times. Brilliant. What's Delhi People, like? fantastic. Delhi, magnificent. Delhi's probably the most modern city. There's old Delhi and new Delhi. Um, and look, you, you will have a ball. It, 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 it is spectacular. And the accommodation is out of this world. Out of this world. So you would think, oh, no, you know, won't be, you know, are the hotels any good in India? Let me tell you, they're as good as anywhere in the world, if not better. Really? Oh, brilliant stuff. What about the food Love over it. there in Delhi? Fantastic. Yeah, good. Yeah. What's brilliant. your go-to? Within the hotels, Did you have magnificent. A go-to? And then a couple of the – we got sent to a couple of restaurants. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going back in the yeah. in the 80s and 90s, yeah. so so it's a lot better now than what it was then, but it was fantastic then. Oh, I'm all for getting down and out there, and you've got to sample the real stuff. Yeah, you've but you've still got to be a little bit careful. <laughs> I'm not going to the bloke you know, on the street store with the elephant standing next to it. Like, I'm, I'm not doing oh, that just at the minute. But that's what, it, that's what it is. When we arrived in Delhi, there was two elephants waiting for us. They had two elephants yeah. with... All the flowers and that around their neck, and you know, like it's a great place. The people are so friendly; it's brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. okay. So have a ball. Absolutely, what a prize! Trip of a lifetime, memory you'll never forget. So I tell you what, um, Brooksy's been working on these quiz questions because he's got to come up with eleven a day. <laughs> the poor bugger, but he's up for the fight. He's yes. up for it. He loves a good quiz. Brooksy, so, one of the best producers in the business. He is indeed, and this has tested him. <laughs> uh, pardon the pun. So we have. 11 today, 11 tomorrow. He and runs you get out, you could probably do a repeat question as we get a bit further down the line, don't you think? No. <laughs> no, no, no not, with, not with this prize at stake. So thanks to Maccas. Gee, they muscle up, Maccas. Magnificent prize offering. No one can say they shirk the issue. So they're going to send you to Delhi, you and a mate, flights, accommodation, spending money, uh, corporate luncheons, the whole box and dice, all thanks to Maccas. So what a prize. We'll rip into that out of 8 o'clock. Great to have the quiz back. Um just the deck or the, the patio debate here. <laughs> Darren's saying, got to have pavers, kids can ride bikes on them, et cetera, can't do that on a deck. Are you really protective of your deck? So nothing, you know, you can't ride the pushies on that, uh, can you? Well, I don't have any kids that ride pushies about, anymore. Uh, we have, you know, our, our biggest thing is the bit of a pergola that's over the top. The birds sit up there and 
Yep. Morning, boys. Droppings on the deck. Initially, we loved the deck. And, oh, get it off now. Wash it off yeah. now. <laughs> oh, rain will get it. Go the eco deck. Zero maintenance. That's from Chris and Officer. I was a bit worried about the eco decking because it's probably come a long way, but I didn't want it to look fake. I didn't want it to look uh, like. Be careful. Then. Yeah. I've, I've seen a few and I'm like, nah, I, I really well, want the real fun. one. This is good fun doing that, decks and all that sort of thing. It's good fun. Well, you know what sits on my deck, and I know you're right into this, is, of course, my barbecue. Yeah. Now, I saw a TikTok ad <laughs> over summer. They've been flogging this ad. And one of the things on the ad was, you know, what TikTok can offer you. Mm. One of them is you, you can clean a barbecue with a raw onion. So fire up your grill. Yeah, yeah, and I never knew that. So I went Nor straight I. out, fired up the old Ziggler and Brown which has seen a few battles. Probably needs quite a few onions, to be fair. But I've jammed the onion on the fork, fired up the grill to max, and I reckon the, the onions' juices just do the rest of the work for you. And as I say, I might need a few more onions, but right. I think there's something in it. You cleaned it up. Best way to clean a barbecue, maybe. Wow. I might need a, a, one of those Guinness Book of Record onions to clean mine. Mm. I might be beyond salvation. As long as you get a couple of spots there, you can whack your burgers or your steaks on there. Yeah, a couple, a couple of, of safe spots. Really. Let's not go with the whole grill. <laughs> Tim says the quiz at 6.30. Not at the moment, Tim. It's not. No, it's been um, supercharged and it's been relocated. So it won't be at 6.30. We'll settle on a regular time. Today we have to do it at 8 o'clock because we've got uh, a trio of great guests. As I say, Usman Kawaja, Sammy Harper and Barat Sunder racing as well. What did you make? The cricket, by the way, before we get to our first break. Because it promised plenty, just not sure it delivered um, well, as much. The Sydney one was massively frustrating. In Melbourne, I thought, was, you know, with the Warner factor, was sensational. Um, you know, the 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 first... T- you know, Adelaide... Um, Brisbane, you know, that wasn't a, a great pitch. But South Africa were well under... Were, were underwhelming. They were very underwhelming. To where we thought oh. they were going to be, you know, their, their pace battery, Rabada. I, I don't know what where he what was. What happened to him? I mean, he was surfing every morning. I reckon he, he just didn't show up. In it, you know, the first test, yes, to a level, but I, I'm just not copping the four wickets in the second dig where you know Australia needed 34. You know, no one was switched on. Um, I I don't know where he was. I want to talk about the series as the morning unfolds because the full stop for mine on one of the more underwhelming series of recent times was David Warner man off the series. I mean, what a bizarre turn of events that was. He thought it was surprising. The captain, Pat Cummins, thought it was surprising. I think we all largely thought mm. it was surprising because there were those more consistent. He did make that double ton, of course, in his 100th test, which was obviously the reason he was voted man of the series. But there were scores in there of a duck, three, ten. Mm. Interesting turn yeah. of events. Yep. All right. I'm looking forward to talking to Uzi Kwaja too. Hundred percent. I'm. If you remember back pre-Christmas, when they were flying down, was it for the Melbourne Test match? Mm-hmm. And Uzi was Boxing Day. Yeah, he had the uh, those sort of tracksuit threads oh, on that yes. we spoke about. The cream of the big brown Nike right. across the front. I that will be my first question to him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to say, mate, how how are you selling that? Where is that coming from? <laughs> Because that was that was inglorious the way he got on that aeroplane and got off that aeroplane. I'll hold you to that. Yeah, no, no, I'll, be, I'll hand be first straight up. over to you to, with the new first ball. First up, all right. You can yep. take the new ball. It'll be as it'll be as hard a first ball as he's faced <laughs> ever in his life. CM Brecky is for the Kogan Money credit card. Oh, it's good to be back. Uh, the Kogan Money credit card is packed full of value as well. Give us a buzz one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Lots of text coming through around now about the deck or the patio and the amount of pressure. Chris says the Brooksy is under. 
Uh, recent form is a concern on the quiz. Well, I'm not sure he's had any f- exposed form. We haven't had the quiz for a while, so he's tapered nicely for this one, I feel. I'm backing him in. Uh, so much to come on Summer Brecky, so stay with us. The Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back, Great Debbie Company. Sam Edmund with you. Simon O'Donnell never leaves uh, part of the furniture this time of the year. He's locked and loaded He's once I'm, again. I'm holding the 40 this morning. You've been holding the 40 oh. for me. You've been busy too. You've been everywhere. Oh. You had any time to spend no, you know, with your pretty real... busy. Well, we had a bit of a break in the middle of the year. So I said, come on, let's okay. book in over Christmas and... Get a bit done. So any time spent over the flames back at home, they're doing oh, what you really like. I know, plenty what of you've that. been cooking. Plenty of that. Although we had a bit of a disruption at Christmas. I, I ended up with COVID for Christmas. Did you? Yeah. You got sick? Yeah, day before. <laughs> so we couldn't me. go down to the family and all that. You know, we're having... Your big hot about, extravaganza. Yeah, <laughs> that was all no. called off. I had to do joking. it at home. So I had to sort of rain all mine back. So right, sorry. It's your poor bugger. Come up with that. So we, we did the little... Christmas for five. Were you crook? Like, were you crook no, or were you okay? Just just a bit, 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 little bit of a head cold and oh, that was it. Mate. Didn't stop the day. Still, oh, I slaughtered the meat. What? Oh, the beef, I absolutely slaughtered. What happened? Mate, it could have, would have struggled to drive a nail through it. Really? Oh, I absolutely oh, slaughtered no. it. <laughs> Smashed it. You were mate, talking up your prowess. Oh, no. We did Jenny's ham. Were you here when Jenny rang up with the ham recipe? Yes. We did Jenny's you ham. You did that. Absolutely magnificent, Jenny's ham. And she rang the other morning. We had a chat. Yeah. Because I thanked her and she wasn't listening and she didn't know. And so speaking of nailing, you nailed that one. Nailed the ham, not a problem. Nailed the pork, not a problem. Absolutely but you one slaughtered would, the meat. You one would. Incinerated you've it. You've sliced into the forest. I incinerated the meat. What? How have you done that? That's your bread and butter. No, no. Well, I got the coals too hot. And then I was off preparing the the, oh, um, the pork and the ham. Da, da, da. Actually, it was Jenny's fault. Come to think of it, oh, too much time I was on off the doing ham. other stuff. And then I've come back, yes. and the the coals are at nearly three hundred, and so that's that's already sins. The meat's gone. And what were you cooking? I was cooking a beautiful ribeye. You just be- ro- ribeye roast. You murdered it. Oh, I mean, near inedible. Now I know you you like to play in the V when it comes to this sort of stuff, but uh, albeit the ham was a apart from tradition from you, but I tried something new yesterday with the pizza oven for the boy's birthday. Tell me if you, I can't wait to see your reaction to this. I tried a recipe for a pizza and I reckon it worked. It involved a base, not of tomato sauce or tomato sort of tomato, but a pea puree. I pureed peas, Mm. wait for it. And I used that as a base. So it was a green pizza, looked nice. Mm. Then roast lamb over the top, mozzarella, now, a little bit of red onion in there as well. Ooh. Then mozzarella, a little bit of, when it's done, when it's cooked, a little bit of parmesan over the top. So it was a, it was like a mushy pea What's with roast that? lamb. And the lamb I got from a, I cheated, pardon, but I went to a souvlaki joint around the corner. I think the Greeks do their lamb. Yeah, got some of that shaved off. Had that over the top of the Neapolitan-style pizza. And I reckon it is an absolute banger. Nom, 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 nom. It might be my number one. I'm thinking that's... yeah. When you put on that green puree. You've got a cold slice in the fridge? I do. 
And oh, by the way, the morning, and, and for a couple of them, yeah, I've, I've got to cook some more tonight because the wife and the kids are away. So I kept a few dough balls for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sandbag a few off into the freezer just so the old boy can get through the week without cooking anything too complicating. Uh, don't, I hope they're not listening this morning. Um, but oh, just a sprinkle, just a, a couple of slices, a bit of chili oil over the top too, oh. just enough to give it a bit of zip. I'm liking the sound of it. I reckon it looks good. And it tastes even better. And the, there was enough oil and moisture in the pea not to now sort that's of the harden trick. up? I had to adjust that on the fly because initially it got a little bit too thick. And then when you're spreading that over the dough base, which can be quite delicate mm. before it goes in the oven, you don't want to tear a hole in it. Then you've got all sorts mm. of issues. So, yeah, I had to add a bit of olive oil and a bit of water just not to lose the flavor of the pea, though. You need that. No, no, quite right. You don't want to dilute that too much. But it needs to be of a consistency that you can spread. I tell you, mm. that's a winner. Oh, that's a, that sounds a winner. I might bring some in. We'll, I, we need a slice we board We've got in. an oven in here? Yeah, or? yeah. We'll, we'll whack it we'll in the microwave something. or in the cooker thing over there. All right. Well, you're right. I don't mind pizza for brekkie. Okay. Yeah. I'll bring some of that Done. in tomorrow. Done. That's on. I like it. All right. You didn't think I'd like it, did you? No. Your I eyebrows like were raising significantly early on in yeah, the, the piece. Early but once doors, the lamb entered, you, and, you calmed and down. And the red onion. Yeah. You know, once though there was, you said the thing, well, I'd have that on a roast. Yes, yes, yes. So you, you just, it almost is like a roast yeah. on pizza. Very, mate, oh, yeah. Like it, like it. No, we're away. Actually, okay. we've started the year well. All right, good. I like it. All right, the news headlines. Anna started the year well. She ended the year well. She performs all year round, and uh, she's got the news headlines in a moment. You want to get involved on the Temper 40 Wings text. They are the consumer's choice winner. Temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases. They conform to the exact shape of your body. And speaking of Anna, she's got a news update now, which means we'll grab ourselves, oh, geez, I love this time of the morning, a McCafe coffee, which is smelling magnificent through the doorways here. We'll be back in a moment with a sports update. Plenty happening around the sporting world, and our sports update is for Toro. Above or below ground, you can count on Toro. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Toro. Uh, the Sydney Test finished a draw. Australia could just manage six of the... Well, they only needed 14 wickets on the final day, Scoob. Uh, and again, uh, rain affected, of course, uh, and ended with a draw. But another one at the SCG and no result, which, uh, as you alluded to, added a sense of uh, real frustration. Australia did win the series 2-0. David Warner uh, raised some eyebrows when he was named, including his own, I think, player of the series, largely, well, you would say exclusively, on the back of his double tonne in Melbourne, which was uh, which could have been anything if he hadn't injured himself in his uh, jubilant celebration there, couldn't it? But uh, he was player of the series. Did you catch the BBL last night? No, I didn't get the BBL last night. Sixers just doing it again. Yeah. Uh, doing it again comfortably against the Sydney Thunder. They won it by seven wickets, 22 balls remaining. Sean Abbott, player of the match, three for nine. Jordan Silk, an unbeaten 59. And Moses Enriquez made 53, not out. Looks like the Scorchers and the Sixers just have a bit more talent again. than the others. Just a Well, the Renegades are thereabouts. They, they were, I think they lost three or four in a row going mm. back around the New Year period. But um, mentioned Sammy Harper on Saturday night. They needed that. Yep. So Sammy if, Harper needed it too. He did he what? Mm. Yeah. So what was it? Three Ducks averaging five yeah, over had, his last five digs, I yeah, think. He had a bad run, Sammy, and it was good to see him back in some good form. Jeez, very he talented it, player. He hit it very, very well mm. at Marvel. Went along with the kids and uh, I was amazed. He hit a couple well and truly into the second deck. Not the same as your second deck at the MCG. Third or your deck. third deck. Third deck. Sorry, cut your deck short. Shouldn't do that. Short. And he's a Victorian, Simon O'Donnell. 
tonight. Sixth-placed Hurricanes host the bottom-placed Melbourne Stars, who are having uh, a season to forget, and um, and they've got some injury troubles as well. Novak Djokovic saved the match point, a championship point last night on his way to beating world number 33, Sebastian Korda. In what was an epic Adelaide International final, longest match of the tournament, it looked as though Novak might have got rolled there for a period of time, uh, Scoob. I think he he's... solved it. Saved a match point, too. He did, yeah, championship point. I think he's now, his winning streak, he hasn't lost in Australia since, I think, 2018 on these shores anyway. So um, never out of it until he's done, is he? So he he will land at Melbourne Park uh, with a point to prove, of course. And just one day after men's world number one, Carlos Alcaraz pulled out of the Australian Open. Two-time women's winner, Naomi Osaka, has also withdrawn. Uh, Venus Williams is out. Uh, Kyrgios in a race against time to be fit. They're dropping lot flies in the Australian Open, mm, it feels like, this yeah. year, aren't they? Which the timing of the event is, again, can't, well, I don't even know if it's again. Has it been a debate? But it certainly has flared this time that it might be a bit too early in the in the season. Why? Well, so I don't, when was the last one? I thought no. it was a long off-season in tennis. The last one was the US Open. When did we play the well, US Open? In terms of majors, yeah, in terms of Grand Slams. Um, and then, it's, then it's sort of have a bit of a break. Although I think there's a big thing in London leading into Christmas, isn't there? Julian Linden wrote a report for News Corp over the weekend that uh, the players said that the big secret was that they'd long hated the timing of the tournament. I thought the players you loved that it. Did you read that? It was an interesting I piece from, from Julian. Now he's pointing to the fact that there's all these withdrawals is 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 really the no. thing that they should move it back to February, and it's it's just too hard, and everyone's aware that they need to change, but they can't change. Thought it was a great time of the year, mm. but he's hot. But that's part us. of it too. It's our point of difference. It's toughen a hot. You got to come fit. You got to come ready, yeah. or you're not going to get it done. Yeah, toughen up. Uh, in the NBL, the Taipans defeated South East Melbourne. They're a good season, the Taipans. Uh, the Snakes up there. Uh, they defeated the South East Melbourne Phoenix by nine points. Uh, started slowly, but then roared home. And in the NFL scoop, the Buffalo Bills, they're currently playing the Patriots, and they honoured their entire athletic training staff before today's game. Only one member was missing, Tabani Richards, who remains in Cincinnati with DeMar Hamlin. There has also been a photo on Twitter this morning of Hamlin watching the Bills match from his hospital bed, uh, which is great to mm. see and hear. Wasn't that uh, oh, one of the most scary yeah. episodes you've seen? Uh, that was for Toro. Above or below ground, you can count on Toro. A lot of text coming through on the mod the mod decking, though. Low maintenance, set and forget. I just They say they come a long way. I'll have to be convinced. I want something that actually looks... Looks legit. I'm happy to do the the maintenance on it. I'm happy to get out there once a year or once every six months with the broom and, and the brush. Particularly uh, with what we just found out with your your creativity with your pizza. <laughs> but then the patio. I don't know. I reckon the patio might be the way to go. But for the front, we're going with the black butt. By the way, I didn't mention that oh, because the butt. the timber is isn't... Tasmanian. I think it is black butt. I think it is. Uh, probably can. Can you get it anywhere? <laughs> Black butt, don't nineteen centimeter wide though. Play the cardies, mate. No, across the best. No, no, <laughs> nineteen centimeter wide though. So that's what you're talking about. Those big, yeah, yeah, yeah. those big planks, yep. not the little ones. And run Impressive. also. But if that, you run it vertically, front, you'll have a. You've got a lid over there. Yeah. You, you've got your yes. balcony over there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Your awning or whatever. You, you run want to call it, it. You run it vertically out from the house, though, don't you? I see some running horizontally along the house. I reckon you've got to run it out vertically, don't you? But how far is this one going? No, out? not far. It's only going to be like one and a half meters or something. Yeah. A Victorian home, straight out from the house, straight out yeah. to the. I mean, it's better if you do it in full lengths if you can, mm. but you, obviously you can't with it's only going out a meter and a half. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Jeff's called in from Manor Lakes. He wants to have a quick chat about uh, David Warner being named player of this series before we get to a break. G'day, Jeffrey. Welcome to you. 
Good day, guys. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy New Year. And um, to you. Well, I've been thinking about this man of series for David Warner, and I haven't really had a good look at stats. I had a look at the bowlers and things like that. To me, there was no one really consistent over the whole three tests. No. So how, Roy, uh, Jeff, how it worked was Smith made 231 runs, Head 213, Warner 213, Kawaja 209. We'll speak to Usman a little bit later on in the show. So they're all finishing within, you know, 20-odd runs of each other in the aggregate uh, with the ball, Paddy Cummins 12 wickets at, at just a tick under 17. So as you say, no standout. It turned out that Warner, Head and Kawaja were in a three-way tie for the player of the series because there's a, a, a relatively rigid voting system, if you like, involving the broadcasters and uh, TV and radio. They vote on a 3-2-1 per organisation. So it was pretty tight. But it came down to consistency for mine, where Head was consistent, Smith was consistent without that big, big, big score, although Usman Kawaja did make 195 not out. And so they gave it to Warner for the double ton scoop with a score with other scores of three, a duck and a 10, I reckon, to make up his four digs. Mm. Um but there wasn't a standout, as Jeff is referring to. Yeah, so I think there was. Who was that? Travis Head. Yep. I, so I scoring think, a basically a run a ball as well. Yeah, run a ball. Two of his innings were crucial. You know, uh, he, he changed the momentum of of the way Australia were batting. So yeah, I I I, I dispute the they were all equal. I, I think I think Travis Head was well ahead of the other two. What did you think, Jeff? Oh, yeah, I'd probably agree, agree with Scoop. Um, Travis Head, you know, he, I think he he was the one that effectively added us in that first test, um, you know, that helped get a score in that first test. And then mm. in the second test, he made that uh, century. Um, so, yeah. yeah. That, that inning's in the first that. test on the green deck. Yeah, amazing. The, 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 you know, like... How you couldn't be – I know David Warner got 200 and, you know, Uzi nearly got a 200 and, you know, that, that's another debate in itself whether he should have been given that opportunity with the time left in the game and 2-0 oh. up in the series and all that sort of stuff. Mick says, don't tell me they couldn't have given Usman three overs did his 200. Never would have changed the result. Cummins should be ashamed of himself. Never watch another ball while he's in charge. <laughs> Mick. Go on, Mick. Yeah, Mick, I'd, I'd take a chill pill just on that a bit. Mick, don't, we don't want to lose you to the game for a – for a captaincy decision that was always going to, you know, six and one half a dozen the other. But, you know, when you, when you look at the way Head changed that first test and then, you know, follow that up with 100, like, I, I just, I, actually, I, I thought he was outstanding. You know, he even came here. What did he get in Sydney? A 70. Yep. You know, in, in, again, quick time. Something he was like. just outstanding yeah. in every test So he aggressive in. with the bat, wasn't he? Yeah. And now with the ball. I wonder, there's probably a debate later on to have with Burrard, is what Australia do with the ball going to India. Because Ashton Agar didn't exactly put his name up in lights in Sydney, albeit that wicket didn't deteriorate as much as we we would have thought or they thought. But what Travis Head might offer with the ball as assistance to, to Nathan Lyon over there in India is something for them to consider mm-hmm. as well. Appreciate the call, Jeff. A lot of texts coming through. We do need to get to a break, though. Uh, and as we do, a weather update. City Power supplying powder homes in the CBD and inner suburbs. Gee, she was warm overnight. 19 degrees at the moment. Headed for a nice little top of 26 today. Back short. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. 
often as Roy keeps texting in about driving uh, license tests, did Julian De Stoop do himself a mischief on his driver's license well, test? He went for his driver's license in a manual car. He said to me last week that he could stall it five times and still pass. Five? He, he stalled it three times. I said, mate, not only should you not have a license, the bloke who gave you your license should be fired. <laughs> well, I actually failed my first driver's license test. What? Not because I stalled. But I, I thought I'd nailed it, and I was cock-a-hoop, and I got ahead of myself. And driving back into the car park where the uh, the, the driving licence and the Vic Road sort of setup was, I was so sort of carried away with my performance that I drove in through an, an exit-only <laughs> road. And, oh, uh, Pete seems to have done himself a mischief. Oh, mate, with his clipboards, just like tick, 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 and I'm kicking back thinking, yeah, celebrate tonight with the boys. <laughs> Big cross, drove through a one-way, had to come back and redo the test. Oh, Gee, that was a reality yeah. check. I'll tell you what. Hey, what happened with the presentation uh, coverage on the cricket last night? So I watch, I flick between Seven and Fox, but uh, we got a text here, dissatisfied with Channel 7. They didn't do the presentations. They went to border security while Fox Sports did the presentation. Absolutely disgusting. Free-to-air viewers missed out because it was a Fox presenter doing the presentation. Shame on you, Channel 7. Is that, was that a rights I, issue? I did, once it had finished, I didn't stay for the presentation. So that was clearly a rights issue. Mm. So they obviously 7 couldn't broadcast. I, I, I listened to... What a strange thing to divvy up in the rights yeah, coverage. I listened to the interview with um, Nathan Lyon afterwards. Did you see that interview? No. I reckon he said to be honest. Look, to be honest with you, oh. I reckon he said it <laughs> 10 times. <laughs> Which makes you think he wasn't being <laughs> honest. And it's one of those things, you, th- you hate it when people say that to you because you think, oh, you've been lying to me all the time. You've just, you just been telling me lies. <laughs> now, oh, look, mate, to be honest with you, and, and I, I thought it was um, fantastic. What's his name? The New South Wales bowler was doing it. Hazelwood? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. No. The Who presenter, Trent. Uh, oh, Copeland. Trent Copeland. And the, uh, my other pet hate is when you're talking to someone or asking someone about what they're going to do yep. and you say, you must have. You must have. Oh, you must have felt fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, when you did that, you would have felt great. And you think, <laughs> don't tell them what you want. Don't say to them what you want. To, let them tell the yeah. story. So how did you feel when you got your 100? Yeah. Not, oh, you must have felt fantastic you know, for you and your family when you got the 100. You, you don't you, – you ruin the narrative, the storyline, uh, don't you think, as a journo? Yeah, well, the one question you, you're told not to ask is how do you feel? That, that's the one thing you, you're told to never ask straight off the bat, but sometimes it's impossible to avoid that one. But, uh, yeah, the old leading question, you must have. We fall into habits at the end of the day is one of my pet aids, to be honest. To hate it. If I'm being honest. Richie hated. If, if you – were sort of um, taking the, control of the narrative yeah, yeah. when the star is the person that you're interviewing. Yep, yep. So it, it's a matter of drawing the information out of the person you're talking to, not telling them what you want to hear. Nick says off the text, it was a sign of how even Australia's performances were that one innings got Warner player of the series, a much better spread amongst the batters than always relying on Smith or Labuschagne. And that is true to some degree, Nick, as we mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, and they're going to need all of that and more. What a test it'll be up against India oh. over there, the four-test series. Now, if South Africa wait. promised plenty. This is the real McCoy. Yes, yeah, it is. They've lost one series out of their past 35 or whatever it is over mm. there, India. We haven't won there since 04, I think, as well. A supreme test uh, it will be. Um, we'll catch up with Usman Khwaja a little bit later and then on. The Palms. Barat Sandarason. Yep. Then we've got the you know 
Well, so there's three, there's, there's three countries playing good test cricket at the moment, and they're all going to be involved. Mm. So we've got India next. The Ashes, obviously, after that, going to be a fantastic test for Pat Cummins, his team, his leadership. I think he's only lost one test out of his first 15 in charge. So he's a real stern test for, for Pat Cummins and co. Looking forward to that. Hey, Bob's asking uh, for the pizza topping again, please. So, Bob, it was uh, the pea puree, peas in the uh, deep dish sort of fry pan, bit of white onion, uh, put the lid on, olive oil, a little bit of water, let them simmer away for 10 or 15 minutes, tip them all into the blender, bit more olive oil, make sure you get it nice and runny, blitz them up in there. That's all it is. Maybe a little bit of salt. I didn't do that because I feel like my pizza dough's got enough salt in it anyway. And then you you do whatever you want to do after that. Bit of buffalo mozzarella, bit of lamb on top. So you can't go wrong. Bit of parmesan. Oh, I don't mind pizza for brekkie. And maybe even a little, if you like, a little couple of clippings of parsley over the top afterwards as well for a bit of greenery, bit of herb. You, you're spoiling it now. You're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> the eyebrows have been oh, raised no, no. again. No, you were going really well until then. All right, we'll when take a break. you start sprinkling little greenery over the top of it, mate, that's the easiest way to ruin a good you got to like basil on some of your pizzas, don't you? Margarita, nice margarita with some fresh basil on top. Oh, scoop. Come on, break. <laughs> when we do come back from the break, I want to talk about our Macca's Super Quiz. The quiz is back for the month, but like you've questions. never seen before. Get ready. The prize, just a small one, trip Delhi. to Delhi, all expenses paid. Love Delhi. Premium five-star accommodation, India's thousand bucks spending money. Smell about it, India. It's got a special smell. It's a great country, and Delhi's a great city. Macca's make it happen. One of the best prizes we've ever offered, and our first entrant will go into the running today. Stay with us. Back after this on Summer Break. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Here's a text we got, Scoob, from Nick. Or is it Mick? I'm not exactly sure, but he's texting to say thanks for reading out my text. He's the only one who ever reads mine out, but it doesn't stop there. He says, but can I ask you one favour? Can you please ask your producer to change my name to Mick from Hyatt? I've been called Nick for about five years now. That's wrong. <laughs> yes. So, Mick, we've just asked Brooksy to, to work the buttons, and he has done at the back. So maybe you want to send us a little tester, and uh, hopefully you come through in our machine as Mick and not Nick, and we can all move on. But happy to help you out. So um, this is the time of year to address it, which we have done. Alex is texting. I hope it is uh, Alex and not Michael, but I think it's Alex. Uh, Cummins did Ashton Agar no favours in the third test, Scoob. Uh, he only got the ball 14 overs in the first dig, but none for 30. And only eight overs in South Africa's second innings compared to Lyon, who had 40 and 15 overs respectively. He did say, Paddy Cummins, that it wasn't an audition for India, given the wildly different conditions that they'll have over there. But geez, I don't even know if he beat the bat once. It wasn't, if it was a display that was, uh, that was, you know, set to encourage us to, to have him as Nathan Lyons offside of the, uh, over there in India, then probably was one to forget, wasn't it? Yeah. Hard school. Yeah. You know, he didn't get a lot of bowling. I think cause he, he kept going to his, his three front liners yep. because of the time they'd lost. So I don't think he was really given a, a fair entree into the test match to show his wares. 14 overs, I think he bowled in the first innings. You know, half a dozen probably 
and he opened the bowling in the second innings, and, and that didn't suit. You could tell with the new ball, mm. he was just over-pitching it all the time. Selection's going to be a big issue going Well, it always is, isn't it? Cam yeah. Green's availability, really a lot hinges on plenty that. of options. Yep. Stark, That's will he be part. right? Probably not for the first test. Uh, and green, uh, so first test. yeah, exactly. I might be... have twenty in the squad. Yeah, that's right. Okay, we'll take a break. Uh, on the other side of it, reset at at seven o'clock. Usman Kawaja not too far away. Sammy Harper's going to join us from the Renegades. Barat Sundarason from the SEN Cricket Commentary Team, and the biggest quiz we've ever done. Mac is sending you to India. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Great to have you on board on a sunny, bright Monday morning in Melbourne town. Sam Edmund, Solomon O'Donnell with you. The McCafe menu has Usman Kawaja, who's going to join us in about 10 minutes' time. Sammy Harper from the Renegades, back in form, and Barat Sundarason. We'll, uh, we'll review the Test Series uh, against South Africa and perhaps preview our tour to India coming up. Of course, uh, Barat from the SEN Cricket Commentary team. In the end, we're chasing a, a 5-0 perfect summer, Scoob, but our uh, summer ends with four. Um, in the end, oh, gee, that SCG Test, bad light issues. Uh, the the grass-skimming catches were a real topic of conversation Word as of well. <laughs> Blimey. In oh. the end, another SCG draw. Rain affected, of course. 14 wickets too many on the final day on a track that just didn't quite break up as much as Pat Cummins and co. thought it might. But the grassed catches, I mean, they had one. We had two. Steve Smith, both of them. I mean, if you look closely enough, you'll always find a moment where the ball's probably going to touch the grass at some particular point, even though I thought they were caught in good faith. I thought... Steve Smith was convinced himself that he caught them, and you can understand why. Um, but at least, as Alan Border said, there was some consistency in the decisions, weren't they? So if you look hard enough, you're probably going to find it eventually, but at least they were consistent. Yeah, and the difficulty at the SCG, without getting too technical, where the wicket square is, it drops away then to the outfield. It drops away a good probably six to eight inches. Oh, the slope. So the, the the slope inhibits where that what that camera can do. You can't get high enough to to you know particularly the spinners. It's very difficult to um, get get the angle right to give you a, a clean square view. As, as silly as that sounds, and and you just you watch cricket at the SCG. It is there is quite a a margin between the outfield and where the wicket square is at at the the bowlers and, and batters end. Hmm. Not so much to the sides, but very much uh, at either end. So that creates a bit of a problem, particularly to the to the slip catchers. The other thing we spoke about the other morning is um, the catch of uh, Manus Labashain's mm-hmm. uh, when he was given mm-hmm. not out. Mm-hmm. They came back for a commercial break and Channel 7 had a blow-up of that. You know, and it was quite clearly then caught. So our discussion last week was very much, if you have the technology there, no matter which station's got it, you've got to show it. And Fox were the host broadcaster, yeah. and this was a roving camera of Channel 7s that had it. And I just think, um, and we spoke to Lewis Martin then about it, and, and he agreed. He said those discussions are now taking place right. to make sure that, Every bit of technology is available to the third umpire if these sort of ca- uh, catches happen. So w- I think added to what we the 
menu of what's there now will be the blown up, blow up of the situation to, to really get an idea whether that ball's oh, hit the ground or not. You feel for the umpire. So Richard Ketterberg was the tough, third umpire tough. because they're, they're caught in, as I say, in good faith. They, they appear to be caught you know, from the naked eye. It mm. seems definitely it's a catch. But then as you, if you're going to roll frame by frame, there is inevitably probably going to be a moment where there's a bit of grass skimmage going on. And the, the law does state, having read it, that until the ball is fully controlled by the fieldsman, any contact with the ground deems it not out. So based on that law, the right decision was made. Now, whether the law needs to be changed is a whole other debate again entirely, but at least it was applied correctly, it would appear in this instant, yep. and was applied consistently across those three yep. decisions as well. Uh, Pat Cummins was asked about the process to review the court wickets. You know, I kind of feel for the umpires a little bit in that situation. Um, yeah, I don't really know the answers, but yeah, there, there has to be a way to try and improve it somehow. Um, I think as it currently stands, it's really hard to give a batter out. You know, if there's any kind of benefit of it out, it goes the batter's way. Um, I think with, you know, a couple of camera angles really slowed down, it's pretty hard to not find out somewhere. So, you know, I do feel for cats that would be up there, but, um, yeah, I don't know the answer, but, well, yeah, there must be, you know, uh, surely there yeah, it can be some small changes we can make to try and... Um, get a bit more definitive answers on that. That was Pat Cummins last night off the back of the court wickets or, or non-court wickets, which were, were a big topic of conversation throughout the Test match, uh, as was the team selection, which it always is, Scooby. Now, they decided to go with the extra spinner. Uh, they lost a lot of time, of course, um, due to the rain up there in Sydney, but Pat Cummins was asked whether they, in hindsight, should have perhaps picked another quick with Scotty Bowler missing out. Uh, you know, potentially. Um, you know, again, uh, we probably thought it was... We, we thought it was going to spin a bit more than it did. Um, there was only, haven't done the maths, probably 250 overs on that wicket, you know, without rain or even with the forecast at the toss, it was you know, maybe going to miss 100 overs max. Um, uh, so, yeah, maybe it might have made a bit of a difference. Um, if you get on the wrong side of the toss, you know, we were really, you know, felt like we kind of needed that other batting resource. That was Pat Cummins mm. yesterday. So that will be, a, a, I guess, a talking point over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, Moses texted in from Cobden. With Usman being a non-drinker, is that why he gets the early morning interviews after a Test Series <laughs> win? He might be onto something there, Moz. I reckon he'll be up and about early, uh, Usman. Although Simon's got something of a bone to pick with him oh. off the top, uh, actually. So mm. um, hopefully... Uh, we're still on good terms after that first question because Simon's been itching to hit him with this. Um, anyway, we'll take a break and we'll get him up next. Of course, he will be a, uh, a central figure in Season 2 of The Test, the fly-on-the-wall documentary from uh, from Prime, which I don't know if you've seen the preview, Scoob, looks absolutely That's magnificent. Good. The Tim Payne saga, the Justin Langer saga, the Ashes series as well. Uh, the captaincy change with Cummins coming in. So much to talk about and so much for us to witness. It'll be magnificent. So we'll preview that with Usman as well. We'll review uh, his magnificent 105 not out. He was said to have every right to be pissed off that they declared on him. But I wonder if he actually was, given the circumstance and the weather and the delays involved. We'll find out after this break. So stay with us. Usman Kawaja is up next. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast.
Welcome back. Great to have your company on Summer Breakfast. Usman Khawaja not too far away. Uh, Australia's opening batsman will be ringing through to us shortly here at SEN uh, headquarters, Scoop. But, geez, it just got me thinking a text from Lionel down in Queenscliff uh, who says, I've got to say, Usman, I think, is the most mentally tough sportsman in the country and a great Australian. He has ridden cricket's ups and downs as mm. much as anyone. A, a great leveller, he calls it. But, geez. He's been down, he's been up, he's been everything in between. His second stint has been extraordinary compared to his first. Yep. I think, he, you know, his first, he wasn't 100% sure who he was as a player, whether he was a top order or Middle order, or, yep. you know, he wasn't sure where he was. He was playing all three forms of the game. And now he's really settled into to being a, a, such a stable part of that, that top six. And, and his... His second stint as a test cricketer for Australia is, is mm. exemplary. I guess you're always you're going to return more mature, aren't you? But he just looks really comfortable in his own skin. Mm. Great temperament. I love the fact that he has a bit of fun with the game as well, his celebrations and such. I know my kids like at home. And he will feature as a big part, as I say, of uh, Prime's The Test Season 2. If you thought the first offering of this fly-on-the-wall doco was juicy, then wait until Season 2 hits later this week. It takes in, obviously, the Tim Payne departure, the Justin Langer departure, the team's navigation navigating its way through scandal and discontent and uncertain times. Um, they're facing off against arch-rivals England. They break that two-decade-long spell of not playing cricket in Pakistan. They duel Sri Lanka in the middle of an anti-government protest. So this series, having had a look at the preview, offers uh, absolutely an enormous amount behind the scenes and a, looks in, a look into the lives of the players both on and off the field. And, and Usman Khawaja is central to that. And he joins us on SEN, hot off the back of a comprehensive series win against South Africa. Usman, good morning and, and appreciate your time this morning. No worries, guys. How are you going? We're well. Usman, <laughs> Simon O'Donnell here. I've got a really important question I need you to answer for me. <laughs> okay. You arrived down here in Melbourne for the Boxing Day test. I saw you get off the plane. Correct. You were in a cream, I repeat, cream jumpsuit <laughs> with Nike emblazoned across the front. Were you not? Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, I didn't even know you were out. You spied on me. Where were you? What are you doing, Usman? <laughs> are you trying to give me fashion tips here? <laughs> yes, he is. Mate, you can't be wearing that sort of kit on the plane. That's comfortable. Why not? No way. I get it. Yes, it's comfortable. But it had a bit good. of that Mark War with the sunglasses on in the airport. Look at me, look at me. That's not you. <laughs> You obviously don't help me, know me well enough, so that's exactly me. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, you're going to walk the, the red carpet tonight for, for the Premier Usman of, uh, of the Test Season 2. What's it like? I mean, I gather now you've had time to get used to it. These guys are in and around the change rooms and, and the inner workings of the team. Do you, do you notice their presence these days? Has is it, is it become, you know, uh, part and parcel of playing for Australia? Yeah, honestly, when... At the start, when it happened the first Test Series, you notice a little bit. And then, it's like anything, it's like when you're playing games on TV, you just get used to it. You don't see the cameras or anything anymore. And Dre, who was the main uh, cameraman for us during both of the um, docos that were shot, he would, like, casually place, like, cameras and microphones around. And you'd be, the things you, you know, you get the things you say in a change room, you're like, look back, you're like, ah, oh, Dre, no. Nah. <laughs> you're almost like, please, yeah. <laughs> don't put that on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was actually interested to ask you as players or whether it goes above you, you obviously have some sort of say in the final cut. I mean, do you reserve the right to your stuff individually or how does it sort of work in the cut and thrust at the end? Uh, to be honest, a lot of the, most of the stuff is on there. Like a lot of the, the main things that happen, it's just like 
you know, are you accidentally like used to swearing in the change rooms or things like that are probably not appropriate um, for the test doctor. Those are little things you're like, mm, that's probably not going to go on there. But a lot of the drama, what goes on in the change rooms, the blobs when people get out, mm-hmm. uh, what's happening in the game, they're, they're all on there. Like it's it's pretty good. It's not very, it's not sensitive in my opinion because I I went through the I was one of the players in the committee who had a look at the new docker and everything that was going on in there and it was actually really good and, I was, and I'm all for it I'm always like guys the more you can get in there the better mm. uh, as long as you know people aren't taking offence as to what's been put on there I think it's to see that human side of playing cricket for Australia is actually really cool Usman uh, congratulations on the, on the summer it's been you know such a successful summer for the Australian cricket team in particular what happened in, in Sydney with your you know, so close to a double century. Talking about what happens in the change rooms, mm. what were the discussions yeah. leading up to declaration or no declaration? There were times I thought, well, the rain's going to play into your hands here because the longer it rains, the less chance of winning, the more chance of Australia going out to bat again. How did that juggle over you know, nearly a day between finishing on 196 and knowing whether or not you were going to go back out and bat again? Yeah, the rain just kept cooking me. So I'd, I probably could have really tried to get that 200 the night before for for really wanted, but obviously having no idea. We're in day two. I'm thinking, oh, I got I got tomorrow. I mean, I could get 400 here if I'm good enough. Like you got all day tomorrow. So I wasn't thinking that at all. And then the rain all day through. I'm like, well, that's not ideal. But I thought, ah, oh, that's no, all right. Morning at day four, I'll just I'll, I'll get it there. And then morning at day four, start raining again. I'm like, oh, this is. Yeah. Because I know, I know Pat wants to bowl. I know what we're trying. We still want to win the test match. And then they take the covers off, and there's like a little muddy patch on the wicket. And I'm like, man, nothing's going my way here. If we don't start soon, I'm in trouble. And I could just read the room. And I think if it went, if it rained again most of that day, and we were winning the day five, I think Patty might have been like, no, let's just bat boys. We can't win this game. But it probably finished at a time where we still felt like we could have won the game. And it was just unfortunate timing, to be honest. And yeah, I, I could sort of feel it off Patty. You know, you can sort of walk past and get this awkward tension. I'm like, yeah, he, <laughs> like, yeah I know what he's thinking. <laughs> but, but it was all right. It was all right. So I, I actually made the effort. I went up to him and I said, mate, do whatever you need to. Don't worry about me. you got to try to win a test match. we all got to try to win a test match. What kind of teammate would I be if we weren't trying to do that? I was putting myself in front of it. So just take the emotion out of it. And he was like, no, I appreciate that. But it was fine. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys were extra hungry, but the decision to take lunch, even though the rain had stopped half an hour earlier or something, I don't know if that was the, to do with the mud under the or the muddy patch under the wicket, but the decision to take lunch was a curious one as well, given the situation. Yeah, I think it was the wicket. It wasn't. Yeah, we were ready to go, but there was a couple of patches um, on the wicket which hadn't dried up. It rained a fair bit, so there's ever umpires weren't giving the ground fit for play, but we were ready to go. All right, and. I want to ask you about the celebrations too, because I know you gave that little jig after you you, you made um, you made your score at the SCG, and you've done the dab in the past as well. My boys want the dab to come back, but you've spoken a bit, I think, about you know lightening up Test cricket, if you like, for lack of a better phrase, and and you know departing with some of the the state traditions and um, enjoying it in the moment. Yeah, look, I I am a big man for tradition, but I'm also a big man um, for moving at the times in a lot of respects. So. I think as long as you're respectful and doing things the right way, I think it's fine. And for me, when I first came to the Australian team, I felt like 
you know, you really have to be a certain way. You have to do things a certain way. And if you veer from that, um, you're almost an outcast. And I think that's, in my opinion, um, not right. I think everyone's got different personalities, um, different things we enjoy, and that's what makes a team great. So I guess, yeah, this is just a little bit of my personality out on the field when I get 100, and it's a little bit of fun. And to be honest, I'm at the end of my career. You know, I'm coming back to the back end. I can do whatever I want. It doesn't really hurt me too much anymore. <laughs> when, I, when I was younger, I was like, oh, I can't do this. Everyone, you know, I'll get dropped. Like, you will get me, but I'm pretty comfortable where I am um, as a person, as a cricketer. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to give a bit back. And to be honest, the reception I get from the kids around the ground and, you know, the way they sort of react and, and talk to me and, and engage with me, I know it's making a difference and, and I know I enjoy that. Well, it's been interesting to hear you talk about you know, getting to know who you are. Your first stint as a, a test cricketer compared to your second stint as a test cricketer is chalk and cheese. It, it, was that uh, the fact of getting to know who you are and being more comfortable about the space you were in and, and what you could do? Yeah, you know, I think, Simon, you would have played. And I call and I always say to the boys, I was probably at the end of that really hard knocks, kind of toughen up, keep your head down, don't say a word era. Like when I first came in the team, you know, New South Wales, even we had, you know, the, the big days like Stuart Clark, Brad Haddon, Michael Clark, um, Simon Kadich. We had some big personalities and it was the old school just, get on with it, the youngster, don't say a word. And I don't mind that. I think they actually toughened me up as a cricketer. But at the same time, I kind of felt like, you know, I was I was from, you know, I was a kid born in Pakistan. I had come to Australia. For me, it was always um, tricky to kind of fit in. And I always wanted to fit in because I didn't want to feel like the outsider. So I tried to do everything I could to fit into the team. I tried to dress the same as the guys. Tried to, the only thing I didn't do was um, go out and drink with the boys. And, and I did feel like at some point that hindered me creating relationships early on in my career. I felt a little bit outsider-ish. And when I got three, dropped three times in my first nine tests, mm. um, I remember I came back from it thinking, I, I'm not sure if I want to play test cricket again. I didn't really enjoy that. And I think that shift change happened right there. I moved to Queensland that same year, and I just thought, look, fresh start. Let's just be yourself. Let's just play the cricket because you know you enjoy it, do what you need to do for the team and nothing else really matters. And then I think that was the big shift for me. And then once that happened, um, I think everything really changed. My performances changed. Um, the way I went about cricket and outside of cricket and life changed. And, and I was still respectful. And I think everyone respected me actually more for that because they could see that actually like this is the real is it. Yeah, you can tell you're in a great place too. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you, looking forward now to next month, just how enticing this tour of India is. I mean, we know where they sit. I think they've lost only one of their last 30 home series, which is a staggering uh, run. Australia hasn't won there since 2004. What what level of uh, challenge awaits you over there? Huge challenge. <laughs> we haven't won there for so long. We've tried so hard. I actually thought last time, you know, I was carrying the rinks there last time, so I saw it firsthand. We, probably should have won that series. We had our opportunity to win, but we just couldn't get over the finishing line. It's probably the toughest tour for us as Australians. Um, Indians make it very tough. Um, it's obviously a tough place to tour. The wickets um, you know, are very different to what we've ever gotten. And, and actually, their, their players are very skilled in those conditions too. That's the biggest thing. So 
I've I've been there a lot. I've been on two tours um, over to India. I, I genuinely believe that the team we have at the moment and the experience we've had, we have guys going over their second, third, um, I think fourth, maybe fourth tours um, back into the subcontinent in India. So that experience is invaluable. And I think this is probably one of our best opportunities to go over there and win a series. Well, the test season two, it's available this Friday on Prime Video. I can't wait for it. And it's not all, um, you know, controversy and, 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 um, and you know, difficulties with the team in and outside of it. I'm sure there's some amusing moments as well. Is there anything we can look forward to there with any of your teammates maybe just taking, uh, having the piss taken out of them a bit that we can have a chuckle at? Yeah, there's a lot of funny moments. I don't want to ruin all of them. But a couple of ones that stand out to me is when I think I, before um, Scotty Boland debuts in MCG, like he wasn't supposed to be playing this game, so I think I bullied him out of a, a change room position, just big dogged him, and then later found out that he was playing and I wasn't playing. So <laughs> that was a little bit of an awkward moment. <laughs> yes, I did. Well, the, I did the fake token. Oh, you can you can sit here if you want, Scott. You can. Sit here. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I love it. Oh, mate, it's great. Good on you for putting your hand up for it, and and uh, on behalf of us all here, well done on your form as well, and. We cannot wait for the Tour of India here uh, to see what it offers. Best of luck uh, abroad, mate, and appreciate your time this morning. No worries. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. Usman Khawaja joining us there. What a gentleman he is and what a great character of the game. Certainly is. Yeah. He's really grown into his character, hasn't he? And, and, and an integral part of that team. And uh, great to see him enjoying himself, uh, having some fun and telling us who he is. And I mean that too with the test because it must be confronting, for speaking about the traditions of cricket, to have a full camera crew come in there even though they do it well these days and, and they're relatively, you know, um, you know, low-key and keep themselves in the background. It's a big thing to open yourself up for that sort of stuff and it, it's good that he puts his hand up for it. Timing couldn't be better for yeah. that to be being released. Couldn't be better. From a cricket perspective. Yeah. yeah. Just just that debate that's been going on, the relevance of the team, you know, whether we like them, do we like Pat Cummins? Yeah, Pat know, Cummins all, said that was a big beat-up too, yeah, by the way, didn't he? All that sort of controversy. Yeah. Th- couldn't be a better time for this to be released. And uh, uh, Mick was keeping uh, account of the to be honest uh, mentions. Uh, just the two. Um, just the two, I think someone well, said there. Nathan Lyon was far more prolific than that last night. Yeah, so two to be honest. Uh, two at for last two, count. Two, two. Yes. <laughs> Indeed, Richie. Uh, George and Namurka. I can't believe the covers leaked at the SCG. This wouldn't happen at our club. Namurka and our budget for covers would be slightly less than the SCGs. Another reason to take the test to Tassie. That's another thing we haven't spoken about yet. Is the sponsorship of the covers? That's extraordinary. The SCG. Go on. The sponsorship of the covers. Yeah, go on. The NRMA. Yeah. Well, when you roll wrong? them out, there's the sponsors. Name. Yeah. Well, it's clever. If they don't leak. So how do you pay for that? What do you mean? Well, you have to have a certain amount of hours on the pitch for the covers to be laid out before That's you it. pay what money. I mean, so how do you cost it's, it? It's a per hour. How do you cost it? Yeah, it's yeah. a per hour sort of show, is it? <laughs> we haven't got, you reckon they're on the phone to the groundsman. Yeah, we so haven't got it. Put our... them on, mate. Put them on. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right, we better get to the news headlines. Uh, Adam Pab's ready with those back shortly. Clever. Not all I love for the SCG scoop. Not only the covers leak, people saying here, also spend some money on that ground to sort the lighting out. Should lose a point at a, as a test venue like the Gabba did for a poor wicket. They've got good lighting up there, don't they? They play, <laughs> play AFL footy night games up there. Good text from Mark. NRMA, they've refused to pay. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, so out of 8 o'clock, we've got our big quiz. Uh, just to recap, if you missed it, 
Together with Maccas, SEN are giving you and a mate a chance to win a trip to Delhi for the second test. Over there, Indian Australia in February 17th. All thanks to Maccas. All you have to do is to be crowned the last fan standing. So each weekday, starting today, right here on Summer Brekkie, throughout the show, we're going to provide you with 11 cricket questions. Cricket lineup, if you like. And the last fan standing from those 11... Uh, will have the chance to win. So on Monday, January 30, all of our daily winners will go into the final Last Fan Standing quiz for the chance to take the overall prize. That prize is flights for you and a mate to Delhi, the Five Nights Premium Five Star Accommodation, attend a sports luncheon with SEN's cricket commentary team, corporate hospitality at the cricket, a thousand bucks in spending money. It's all thanks to Maccas and the asterisk is you even get some added travel tips from Simon O'Donnell, who's been over that part of the world a few times himself. So out of eight o'clock, the quiz, and I've been told I can even tell you what the theme is as well when it comes to no, our first. No, you don't no, want me to no, do that? No. I've been given the green light. No, no, there's no green light on that. If you fear homework. You and hints. <laughs> I've had a gutful of you and hints. Give hints for everything. No hints. Not a hint. Just None. the theme. Okay, no, we're going to go no in theme, raw. nothing. Okay, nothing. fine. Nothing. We'll go in. And com- you know, you don't have to take a mate with you. You can actually go with your partner. Well, that's true. It says for you and a mate. Well, or your wife, yeah, or, or your, your girlfriend, partner. or your boyfriend, yeah, whoever yeah. it might be. Yeah. You and a or mate a stranger. that, beauty, I win it. You'll take Sammy, me. Sammy, you coming with me? Well, that would be and, the case. we leave it? the brides at home. Well, I don't know if that's going to work that well. No, probably not. Probably not. No, we should rephrase. Yeah. It's for you and a, and, a, and a friend or a loved one or a partner. There you go. Let's you happy enough with that? Expand that. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm better You're happy enough. I'm better with that. All right. Like Macca's, we, we all go to Macca's. It's a family restaurant. That's all right. It's a family restaurant. It is. So it's a family prize. Correct. Okay. I like it. Just a grumpy old fat bloke. (laughs) So that's a new one. Uh, Yeah, the low crowds that largely followed the Australian team this uh, this summer, and there's been a lot of theories thrown up. The one that we get here all the time is that, oh, I'm off the Aussie team. I don't like them. Pat Cummins this, Pat Cummins that. We don't like them anymore. There's no characters anymore. We hate them, blah, blah, blah. Paddy Cummins was asked about that after the Test uh, win, uh, series win up at the SCG. He was asked about the narrative around the Australian cricket team, perhaps being a little bit on the nose coming into and throughout the summer, and this is how the Aussie captain responded. Uh, you know, I think a lot of it's probably beat up. Um, you know, at the start of the summer, there's no real cricket to talk about, so that became the kind of narrative, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I've been really proud with the group. There's been probably two or three instances over the last 12 to 18 months where... Um, yeah, there's been a bit of heat top kind of fight at the team, but um, just the guys' ability to just get on with it, just crack on with the job. Um, keep saying, you know, they're doing a fantastic job, the staff and players in our team, um, and just, the, yeah, having a lot of fun. It's a really good environment at the moment, so just everyone's ability to kind of park that conjecture to the side and just get on with what we're doing has been great. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, every venue we've gone to, the crowds have been fantastic. Even here in Sydney, the rainy days, there's been 20 or 1,000 people come here for a beer, hoping to see some cricket. So, um, yeah, I think there was obviously a few articles at the start of the summer, but our lived experience this summer has been a long way off that. That was Pat Cummins yesterday. It's mm. good. So, in the end, I mean, I think there's only three countries playing high-quality, consistent test cricket at the moment. Australia's one of them, India's the other one, and obviously Basball's just taken England mm. over at the moment. And aside from that, I mean, we wanted more from South Africa. We thought we'd get more. But they were the ones that were on the nose in the end, and that would affect attendance as well. And the West Indies are uh, the West Indies at the moment. Little things, a couple of little things that stood out to me yesterday was how they played on. You know, that last hour, you know, yeah, 
sure most test matches would have been called off, but you know because we'd lost a couple of days with the rain, I, I think that was more a show of goodwill in a way to say, okay, we're going to go on for longer here because mm. a lot of the guys would have thought, you know, it's over skip. We're not going to get you know sort of all this done in an hour, uh, and then you know to get it down to I think it was five or six overs left in in that hour before they they pulled up stumps. So I thought it was a a really good gesture, also a show of confidence that. Hey, we aren't. We're not out of this yet. We can still do this. Yeah. It was a really show of faith from the captain to say to the bowlers, "Come on, we can still do." This. And Marnus Lovershame when he came on, and in the end, Aston Agar, they look really dangerous. Did you see Steve Smith's delivery? His leg spinner. Oh, I, I don't reckon it. He even, bounced twice. I don't think it got past halfway. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous delivery <laughs> I've seen for some time. If you haven't seen it, words probably can't do it justice. But jeez, it wasn't even a half track. I don't reckon. It was an incredible oh. ball. Uh, anyway, they were trying to York him with the yeah. second bounce that I was saying <laughs> on the right. telly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we'll continue our cricket conversation after this break. Uh, Barat Sunderace and love hearing from him uh, from the SEN cricket commentary team, of course. Uh, he'll review and preview with us, knows the game inside and out. Get involved on the Temper 40 Wings text as well. They've got your unique bed match profile and they can help you find the right bed. 40 Wings, they are serious about sleep. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Oh, geez, we get some colourful texts, which we won't skim over either. We'll back over them later. So, uh, nothing wrong with good, honest 360-degree feedback. Dickie's into me. He is indeed. Uh, we'll come back to Richard. Um, I'll tell you what I've loved over the summer and the summer of cricket is hearing this man on the wireless right across the T20 World Cup, into the tests, into the ODIs, right around the country. Barat Sunderason has become a part of the furniture here at SEN, and he joins us on the line ahead of Scoob. I think he's a significant road trip for the great man. Barat, welcome. Thanks, guys. Uh, hopefully, I've become a part of the, or the I've become a colourful part of the furniture. Indeed, that's what he meant, right? Like. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are indeed a lovely part of the furniture. I'll say that uh, positively, not negatively. Now, although, <laughs> know, is there any negative connotations with this road trip, Barat? Uh, you're about to drive <laughs> from Sydney back home to Adelaide, and a couple of dogs on board as well. You're locked and loaded. Locked and loaded indeed, though. I've been pulled up already for not having pulled my weight in the packing process by the wife. But, well, it's just par for the course. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's fun. I've done it a couple of times before. And uh, uh, we, we'll stop randomly here and there. And it's it's good. I mean, every hour you need to take the dogs out, that's all. And uh, it's a lot. Of, I, I think I've seen a, more of Australia on the road there are a lot of people who've lived in this country for many, many years. Yeah. Uh, it's funny when I speak to people about the road trips I do around here. It's just the best country to do it in. Fantastic. Brett, we'll, we'll get on to the cricket in a sec. Hmm. How do you get from Sydney to Adelaide? Do you just come down the Hume through Melbourne or do you go cross-country? No, I mean, the, the shortest route is to go through Mildura. So you kind of cut across through that part of Victoria and go to Mildura and then just cut into South Australia. But I do remember doing uh, it once when COVID was at its peak after the India tour where uh, I couldn't go through Victoria. So I had to go all through the central part of the country through Broken Hill. And that took me two days, but uh, actually it took me seven days. Uh, That was a fun ride as well. And I had no wife or dog on that occasion, Um, just me and the vast expanse of uh, Australia's hinterland. 
Well, Barat, while we're on the subject of um, geography, Sydney and its test match, do, does it need saving? Oh, well, it's almost headed in that direction, isn't it? Like, what, six draws in the last eight games and so much of rain or, like, so many rain-affected days. Uh, this one as well. I, I thought this was set up as a very exciting test match because the pitch was expected to break. And if there was sun... Uh, and if the drain had stayed away, it would have broken up. And that, that's what the Australians wanted. They wanted this to be the perfect dress rehearsal for uh, that India tour. Uh, but, and we saw, even with one full day of sun on it yesterday, it started playing tricks by, say, you know, the, the third session. Uh, but we have to do something about it. You can't just keep saying, ah, nah, it's just the weather, it's not in our control. Uh, because it is a marquee event in the Australian sporting calendar. And, and it can't be a, a wet drab year after year. So uh, I don't know what they'll do, whether they... Uh, my suggestion was leave an eight-day window and whenever it's sunny, just go out there and play. But uh, I don't think that's a very popular opinion. <laughs> uh, Brett, you know, the side does want confidence before it goes on a, a tour of India, which, which is always a, an enormous challenge for them. So I, I suppose when you then go back and look at the test summer, out of five tests, they've won four of them. They leave our shores as a very confident unit. Oh, very much so. And it's a very complete Australian team. The only uh, drawback or, or the only concern would be the fact that two guys that did really, really need in India, Mitchell Stark and Cameron Green, won't start the series, uh, or so it looks like. Uh, but apart from that, uh, uh, the batting's really come along. Uh, Usman Khawaja is back to scoring hundreds, uh, and especially his batting against spin. Uh, I mean, albeit it wasn't the highest quality of spin, and it wasn't a rank turner, but just the way he handled Simon Hammer and Keshav Maharaj on a dry wicket would fill the Australians with a lot of confidence. Uh, and, and the return of Steve Smith, uh, and Manas to scoring big runs. That's a, another very positive sign as well. And Travis Head has just taken his batting to the next level. Uh, and, and even from a bowling sense, uh, again, now there the uh, the next question mark to be asked would be the second spinner because it's unlikely that you'd play a test match in India without a second spinner. They gave Ashton Agar a run. I asked Pat Cummins if it was an audition yesterday in the press conference. He said it wasn't. Uh, but he also did say that Ashton Agar will be on that flight to India. So that's the only question mark that remains. But apart from that, this looks like a very, very strong team, one of the strongest to go to India with a very good chance of winning there. Brett, we spoke to Usman Khawaja a little earlier and, and he was talking about how differently you have to play when you go and play in India and tour because those conditions are, are so different. And the Indians are, are very good at playing to those conditions. Do you expect those conditions to be as we probably expect them to be that really dry, dusty, spinning, low bouncing wickets? Not all of them, Simon. I think that's, that's what will add a lot more intrigue to the series. Uh, because A, um, uh, all these venues that we're going to play test cricket in uh, are, are different. And it's also the time of the year. Um, in in February, you're still just getting out of winter in in the north, like in Delhi and Dharamsala. So I would be very surprised if we get rank turners and uh, the sun out and, and hot days. Uh, the days will still be cooler. There will be delayed starts in Delhi because of the fog. Uh, and I think though Nagpur is, is going to be tricky, Nagpur can go either way. It can be low and slow or it can be rank turner. 
Um, and it'll also be a big test for Rahul Ravid, the coach. I mean, what kind of uh, pitches is uh, Rahul Ravid and Rohit Sharma? What, what are they looking at? How do they want to beat Australia? Because uh, even compared to 2017, India's fast bowling ranks have increased so much. Uh, just so that they don't, they have different ways of beating visiting sides as well. Uh, so I think it'll be a nice mix. And, and Usman Khawaja is right. Uh, it'll be strategic. And I was just speaking to one of the Australian coaches recently, and he said uh, it's the closest to uh, T20 cricket you get, Test cricket in India, in terms of how every session matters, every half an hour can matter from a strategy sense. Can't wait for a Bharat. Uh, it'll be a history-making tour in, in so many ways if Australia can uh, can get up over there. They haven't won since 2004 in India, just uh, about peerless on uh, on their own soil. So we cannot wait for it come February. Appreciate your insights uh, this morning. Best of luck with the road trip, mate, and, and love to work over the summer. Thank you so much, guys. And, yeah, I can't wait to get to India either. It's just three weeks away. It's crazy how short, the, how, how crazy the schedule is. Like, uh, there, there are no farewells, so we'll be talking very soon again. I hope you make it to Adelaide by then, yeah. Barat. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Good on you, Barat. Thanks, safe, safe travelling, safe driving. Uh, Barat's under race in there uh, joining us. Um, yeah, a lot of positive feedback for Barat off the text as well. Does a magnificent job. You want to get involved on the temper? 40 Wings text right throughout the day. Uh, Richard, if you can sit tight, I mean, we've just got to get to this break. I know you want to have your son Ashton Agar, which is a, a big topic of conversation in between these two test series. So if you're happy to wait a couple of minutes, Rich, we'll get to you down in Cows in a moment on the other side. Stay with us. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back. Let's get into Phillip Island School, where Richard's been very patient waiting on the line. He wants to talk Ashton Agar and perhaps his spot on the plane for India. Richard, thanks for waiting, mate. Uh, good morning. Is Simon there? He is here. Simon, good morning. Um, Simon Agar... I don't know whether he measured up, measures up. I don't know. He, I don't think he could just bowl left um, into right-handers, no variation, no change of pace, can't spin the ball. Yeah, that's, well, that's not a, a massive rap. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a, not a, that's a rap. flat bit of feedback. Yeah. But look, he's played so much white ball cricket, I'd like to probably cut him some slack and, and just let him get into a bit more red ball cricket and, and, and get you know that drift and and maybe some flight back into his play because he so often he's, he's bowling quicker balls, dart sort of balls uh, in all the cricket he's been playing over the last few years. So look, I, I'd like to cut him some slack. I thought his last few overs last night were really good. He was bowling him into the right spot, had a bit more control. He lost control of the ball when he came on bowling the, with the new pill in the second inning. So, And he only bowled, I think, 13 or 14 overs in the first dig. So, 14, yep. yeah. You know, we... I just I wouldn't I wouldn't give up on him after one test match, but I, I'm also understanding a, a little bit of what you're saying. It's hard for these guys to turn around what has been years of white ball cricket and put Adam Zamper in the same category, years of white ball cricket, and then suddenly get to a test match where you're trying to get the ball above guys' eye lines and you know try and outsmart them through the air when they haven't been or had to do that in 20-over cricket or 50-over cricket. Appreciate the call, Rich. Great to hear from you again uh, after the news at its time.
Scoob, we're going where we've never gone before. Quiz supercharged. 11 questions with a prize that I'm not sure can be beaten, to be honest. It is an absolute whopper. Together with Maccas, we're giving you and a mate or a partner or a wife or a husband or a boyfriend or a girlfriend the chance to win a trip to Delhi for the second test of this series, India, Australia, in February. It's all thanks to Maccas. You've just got to be last fan standing. So we're going to do 11 cricket questions every day from here until the end of the month. And if you answer correctly, keep going. Incorrect, you're out. The finger goes up. We'll take the next caller. Your aim today is to be our first, last fan standing to go into the running, the trip to India for the second test between the Aussies and the Indians. So call right now, 1-300-736-736 to take your spot in our batting lineup. Back shortly. Hello. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Last fan standing, thanks to Mackers. Oh, yes, indeed. We're not mucking around here, Simon. No, uh, this is the quiz with the whole box and dice, and that's why we have got a caller lineup that could sink the Titanic. It is huge, this. The prize, a trip to India for you and a friend or a loved one or a family member. Regardless, you get to go to the second test, Australia and India, uh, in February. Only a month or so away Mm. and all laid out for you. Spending money, five-star accommodation, a whole box and dice all sorted out. You've just got to navigate this quiz and the deciding quiz at the end of the month. Have you got a theme for us today? Skippers. Captains of Australia. Skippers. Okay. All right, so last fan standing uh, right here on SEM Breakfast of the Kogan Money credit card packed full of value. Simon, this is where I defer to you. Okay, I've shined the daily crown and here we go to try and win it. Let's go to Dean at Berwick. G'day, Dean. Good morning, boys. How are you going? Good. Dean, Dean who has captained the most tests for Australia? Oh, I'll have a stab, Ricky Ponting. No, Dean. Yeah! Bad luck. Rob joins us. G'day, Rob. G'day. How are you, boys? Who's captain the most tests for Australia, Rob? Uh, Steve Ward. No, Rob. Yeah! No. Mm. Ryan from Mornington. G'day, Ryan. Morning. How are you? Good, Ryan thank up. you. Uh, Mark Taylor. Oh, boy. Is it time for one of my famous hints? Ken. No. He's at Seaford. We don't have to cross the border to get to Ken. Ken, who has captained the most tests for Australia? I'll have a crack, Mark Taylor. Got it! That was the most brilliant clue I've ever heard. Magnificently. Do it again for Chris. Uh, Chris joins us from uh, Point Cook, Captain Cook. He was he was he arrived first just across the border there in New South Wales. Who has captained the most tests for Australia, Chris? Uh, that'd be AB. Hey. Nice. Good. We're off and running. We're about three for naught there. Yeah, for a you got ten to go, Chris. In what year did Michael Clark score four double hundreds in the calendar year? Now this is multiple choice, Chris. Two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, or two thousand and twelve. Uh, no idea. I'll go two thousand and twelve. Well Ooh. done. Good work. Nice, Good work. Gary. Like it. Stab, Chris. What is Michael Clark's nickname, Chris? 
Yeah. That's a that's a nice half volley outside off stump. We need one of those. Another multiple choice, Chris. What was Alan Border's highest score? One six eight, two oh five, or two eight six? I'll go two oh five. Well done, Chris. Good work. You're seeing them well, Christopher. He is. You're seeing them very well. Little bit just make sure you listen closely here, Chris. Which former one day international captain? Has a niece who stars as the wicketkeeper for the Australian women's team. Former one-day international captain. Yeah, he... Yeah. he I wouldn't say he was a... He wasn't a permanent captain. No. But he filled in for a period of time. Oh, it's not heels. Yeah, it is heels. That's exactly <laughs> who it is, Chris. Oh, was that an answer? Yes. <laughs> You're yes. in a generous mood. This is strange for you. Yes, it is strange. There is 11 questions. In 1998, Mark Taylor, Chris, equaled Sir Donald Bradman's highest test score. What was the number of runs? Nah. Yeah, we got that, Chris. Yeah, no, it wasn't your first answer either, Chris. Thanks for that. James James joins us from Mount Buller. G'day, James. G'day, guys. How are you? Good. James, Mark Taylor in 1998... Equals to Donald Bradman's highest test score. How many runs was that? Don's was three, three, four. So I'm going to say the same. Yeah, that's it. That James. Good, good logical thinking there from James. Yeah, good work. Who captained more tests out of the Chapel brothers, Greg and Ian? Was it Greg or Ian, James? Uh, stab in the dark and go, Greg. Yeah, well done. Good four to go. Four to go, Jimmy. Good stab, James. Good stab. How many sixes did Sir Donald Bradman hit in his career? Now, this is multiple choice. Eight, six, or four? <laughs> uh, <laughs> six. Well oh, done. Good work, James. James. Might be destiny. Okay. How many test captains has Australia had? Oh, God. Multiple choice. 50. 47 or 45? Uh, 50, 47 or 45? 47. Well done, James. No, Good work. Scary. You are joking. I'm loving the cut of your jib here. Righto, James. Statistically, which captain has the best international record? Ricky Ponting. Eh, sorry. Ricky Ponting, Michael Clark, or Alan Border? I'm going to go with punter. Yes, Ricky Ponting's correct. Hang on, is this for the lot? This is for the, yeah. This is it. We're this up to it. 11. This is it. James, James, it's been a fair old run. One more and you're in the draw. Tough one. Which war brother is older, Steve or Mark? Uh, Mark. Oh, oh. James. <laughs> James. Sam from hey, Aspendale. G'day, James. Sam. G'day, guys. Hope Gee, you... uh, that was good timing. Yeah, hope you've been listening, <gasps> listening intently, Sam. Sam. Which war brother yeah. is older, Steve or Mark, Sam? Well, given uh, given Mark's nickname is Junior, I'm going to go with Steve. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's done it. He has Sam, done it. Sam, you're in the draw. But I tell you what, that's like the night watchman coming in and, and getting a wide on the last delivery and then navigating a full toss down the leg side. I tell you what. But nevertheless, Sam, that's not your problem or your fault. You are our last man standing, our inaugural last man standing. Well done to you. 
and you go into the draw, the final draw, to win that trip um, to India, you and a friend or a mate, whoever it might be, five nights premium, five-star accommodation, sports luncheon with the SEN commentary team, corporate hospitality at the cricket, a 1000 bucks spending money to go along with it. We'll draw that on January 30 and we'll play again tomorrow. It's last fan standing, all thanks to Maccas. How did you go with that anyway? Because it's a decent... Yeah, Quiz, no, it's, it, it's long. You've got to keep trying to make it interesting and maybe change things along the way a little bit. How did you think you went? Uh, as the, the yeah, orator? Ordinary. Yes, as the quiz master. Ordinary. Ordinary. Yeah, but I, first go. The very, very good clue on, on Alan Border that took a few cracks for people to, to hook onto across the border. That was the stuff of genius. Do you think? And I liked your thinking on your feet too. You were happy to throw a couple of multiple choices in when they weren't even as part of the plan. Particularly when one of them I gave the answer, Ricky Ponting, um, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> so I had to quickly make that a multiple choice yes. between Ricky Ponting, Michael Clark, and Alan Border. <laughs> <laughs> Good thinking on your feet, and I was glad you admitted that because if you weren't, I was going to bring it up. Uh, no, well done. And well done to all our participants today. Thoughts goes out to James in Mount Buller, though. Uh, I tell you, he had it all there. <laughs> For the final ball, he just had to negotiate the final delivery. Uh, Mark or Steve Waugh is the, the oldest. Mark Waugh's nickname probably does tend to give it away. See, Sam, did, he's read that right you know, when Mark's name is nickname is Junior. But, hey, that doesn't stop Jimmy from ringing in again tomorrow no. or the next day or the next day or the next day. It's I've a new a, match. It's a new test. For him now. I do too. For Jimmy. So, Jimmy, don't be shy. Have another crack at redeeming yourself uh, later on on wherever suits. All right, that was our last fan standing. <laughs> We're going to play that all month. Heaven help us. And heaven help uh, the great Joel Brooks, who started well, uh, but that's just day one of many. Uh, so good luck with that, Brooksy. Okay, time for this. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. The Charlie Battisti & Co. Melbourne's finest facility for the repair of prestige German vehicles. Get your repair process started. Questions without notice. Now, my first question without notice to you is why didn't Usman no, that's Kawaja? Mine. That's mine. Go on then. It's my question without notice. Go on. On the Today Show right now, one of the screens in front of us, Uzi is rocking the same clothing as I asked him about earlier, that he travelled on the plane from Brisbane to Melbourne. Well, you didn't ask him about it. second test. You took issue. Yeah, <laughs> the Boxing Day test. And I think it's completely over the top and unwearable. It's cream with a brown Nike sign in the front. It's a jumpsuit and, and it has matching. Jump. You jumped in with the question. Matching and trowel. That that's, was his opportunity to, to say, I'm wearing it right now as we speak, and he didn't. No. And now we look at him on the Today Show and he's rocking it in all its glory. He's rocked it again. So do you agree with me or not that that is outrageous? No, I like it. Outrageous. What? I like the matching trackie. But it's cream. Well, probably not there in that setting. Cream. On a plane, I would. With a, with a the brown writing on it. It's just got swagger all over. It's got, look at me, look at me. Mm. He might as well have a sign. Do you know I'm Usman Kawaja on mm. his forehead? Mm. <laughs> you can't be rocking publicly in that. Uh, Home, Sunday afternoon, midwinter, cold, no problem. And what's he doing with that on? It's 24 mm. degrees in Sydney. He's, he's rocking with the 
big woolly top on. I noticed the sun's finally out up in Sydney, which is great. And in fact, Cameron's text in with much aggression earlier to fly the flag for his hometown. Uh, he says, how ironic is it? And I love a text, by the way, that reads with, I bet you won't read this out. I do love that. But I will on this occasion. How ironic is it that it was sunny for a week before the Sydney test and is now beautifully sunny today? It's just when a bunch of whinging Victorian commentators come into town that it rains. Without some rain, you guys would have nothing to complain about. So my question of that notice for you, just to agitate Cameron even more, is should the Sydney test be moved because we can't get a bloody result there? So I think the great thing is, is how influential we are as commentators <laughs> that we come into town and it starts to rain. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> Old Mother Nature's got nothing on us. But as Barat said... a powerful said, unit here at SEN. Well, Barat, Barat's a neutral in this debate, and he was as strong on it as I've heard anyone, to say you can't just simply wipe it away as it's weather, we can do nothing about it, it's what happens. Pointing to the fact that can't you don't agree. No, Leave it. Change. Leave it be. Okay. Stop. Is the Australian Open in the wrong time of the year? No. Now, Julian Linden went with this uh, over the weekend. I think he's backed up with it since citing some withdrawals, saying that uh, he wrote, actually, holding the tournament in the hottest part of the Australian summer is simply ludicrous and cannot be allowed to continue. And he says, it ranks alongside running the Melbourne Cup on a Tuesday afternoon as the dumbest scheduling decisions in all of Australian sport. Is that a crack at the race that stops the nation on a public holiday, if you don't mind? Does he know it's a public holiday? Who is this fellow? Well, he doesn't like the Australian Open held in January. He says, move it to February. I didn't realise February just offered a chilly Arctic blast that just offered immediate uh, (laughs) relief. February's hotter. (laughs) Or he says October. And it's in the middle of school holidays, so people can get along. Damn me. February, we're all back in action. a bit of cheer about, and people... Wanting to get out and you, enjoy the summer. No. And I had a look at the scheduling then because I won't pretend to be 100% you know, okay. fave with it all. But I had a look. And to the best of my understanding, the last serious event that commands the world's best players to turn up would be the Paris Masters. And the year just gone, that was the end of October. That would be the last serious event. So When's the US Open? Oh, months earlier. Middle of their summer, isn't it? No, September, so June, September, end of yeah, their summer. Yeah, it's the, it's uh, the, it's the last, French, last French tournament of the year, isn't it? it last, last Grand Slam. Grand Slam of the year. Yes, but, the, but tennis is bigger than just the Grand Slam. So the Paris Masters is a big event, but that's the end of October, mm. right? So that gives you all of November off. You can have uh, maybe the start of December off. And maybe tennis is like cricket in many ways. It's a saturated calendar. You've got to pick and choose your events. So if your priority and your focus is the Australian Open, as it should be, as the first Grand Slam, then perhaps you just forego a couple of the minor um, tournaments at the back end of the year to get yourself ready. And the heat factor is a great point of difference for our tournament. It rewards the fittest, the strongest. Yeah. Go with it. No problem. It's no problem. Oh, I can't believe you roped the Melbourne Cup into it. Why, why, how could you do that? You got a question about that nose? No? I've got another one for you. Oh. Go on. Well, if you, were, if you got your way to move the Sydney test, where's it go? Uh, well, I don't want to move the Sydney test. I was only asking that to stir Cameron up. I think it stays there. Of course it does. But if I was to move it, consistently awarding a test, well, Hobart needs some more love from the from oh, Cricket you Australia. Can't give a test to Hobart. Why can't you give a test to Hobart? Well, hang on. There it's was, not even the New Year's test anymore. It was 40-odd thousand day just, one at Sydney. It's got the... Obviously, the Jane McGrath pink test. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. synonymous I'm not, with it I'm now. not moving it. I'm not moving it. I'm not moving it. I think it's a... It's a I thought it's you were a, pretty strong on moving it. No, I'm not strong on moving it. But actually, just on test cricket, if you were starting starting it from scratch, total blank canvas, what current rules would you abandon? Light. Yeah. What about that? That's one thing we haven't spoken about yet. <clears throat> 
light, and also brakes. So what would you change with light? Light. I just said, well, the lights <laughs> are on. We have to have a meter that actually leads, reads artificial light as well as natural light. And say, well, okay, yep, with both combined, yes, this is playable, play on. Second thing is when you lose a day, day and a half, and you say, and we'll ne- we play for 20 minutes and then take lunch, sorry. You know, that 40-minute break, I think, should come back to an innings change, yeah. to a 10-minute break. So if they've had a day and a half off, they don't then need a 40-minute break for lunch. No one does. So that, that should be just a 10-minute break. So there should be a, a timing that when you lose time in a game, you can cut breaks down to 10-minute breaks. You've had your time off. You're doing nothing for a day, sitting in the change rooms, waiting for it to stop raining. So why do you need a 40-minute mm. you know, um, yeah. lunch break when you've been sitting there until 1 o'clock? Well, we got the answer. There was a leak in the covers in this instance. Yeah, but, but still, yeah. you know, you, you, your breaks from then on in the game should be lessened. So lunch should come back to 20 minutes. You don't need 40 minutes. You've, you've had nearly two days doing nothing. You don't need that break to be 40 minutes. It should be 20. So they're the sort of things I think that need adjusting. Uh, why do you blokes read out dumb text messages? Well, we don't discriminate here. We read out all texts that come our way. So what because it, Cameron's dumb. You can still read it out. What did you do in your time? What did you do well, to fill Cameron's the time? dumb. Well, he's from Sydney. <laughs> well, Fabby's hotter as well. Nobody would go in October. That's from Steve when it comes back to the Australian Open. What did you do in your day to fill the time? So the covers are on, rain set in. What did, what did you do? Did you watch – did you – Watch Vision? Did you play cards? Did you take us inside the... Dodged missiles. Change rooms. Dodged missiles? Yeah. What do you mean? Stupid move. You used to be <laughs> rolling up wet bread or Spitballs. something. Spitballs? Oh, it was, it was a goose. Wet bread? <laughs> Mervin. Rolling them up, you know, scrunching them up. And <laughs> play Adelaide in the new year. Sydney pre-Christmas off the tech. Sydney weather for the Sydney test next year. It's going to be a washout for day three and four. Gee, there's, a, there's an advanced weather forecast uh, for you. And this one, Sydney has now officially replaced Melbourne as the city that lets everyone down by interruptions due to rain. Who would want to live in Sydney? Crockies, they're coming for steak and kidney this morning. Well, one of their great sporting events is the Sydney to Hobart. Never rains in the Sydney over. Uh, well, it does. Not but, at the start. But the good thing is they can get out of Sydney straight away. It's only got the start line there. <laughs> nowhere near the finish line. So they get straight out of the heads That's and they harsh. shoot right through. I don't know if, I, get if, out. if I'm just making this up. But every year I turn on the Sydney to Hobart, it's always, there's not a cloud in the skies. Blazing <laughs> sunshine. The conditions are magnificent. The, the blue in the water looks so spectacular. Mm. And then we get to the cricket and it just buckets down. Yeah. Did you watch the start of the Sydney to Hobart? Yes, I did. How entertaining was that? Oh. Let the big yacht that had to go around, then come back again, and and there was a pleasure, like a yes. a big cruiser in between it and the sort of start line. We go, oh look at this! How many close calls were there? Oh, crikey! Imagine if one of those things T bone, one of those super maxis T bone, yeah. another super maxi. How much wow. money would just be disintegrated into Sydney Harbour? Mm. Unbelievable. Um, get rid of umpires' call. Now, that's not a bad one from Jeff. Nathan Lyon stiffed. Was it twice on an umpires' call? Definitely out. Wait, which one? Oh, the one, the the one that spun back into who was batting at the time? Kla- Klaus yep. and Klaus. That was, that was hitting middle. Yeah, but but it hit him outside the yeah, line. I know it did. That's a rule of the game. But he's back in his or crease. Change the rule of the game. He's not... right back in his crease. Doesn't two matter. legs trapped right in front. It's going to hit the wickets. Hit him outside the line of the stumps. Yes, it did. Well and truly outside the line. Might not have hit another set of three stumps. Jeez, it spun a long way, didn't oh, it? It was a ripper. It was a cracking delivery. Actually, uh, for those that don't follow cricket closely or, or understand those rules, they'd be saying, huh? Isn't the whole idea yeah. to hit those stumps? Yeah, yeah. The ball was hitting halfway up middle, 
couldn't have couldn't have been better, but it just caught him that half inch outside off stump, which means by the rules it's not out. Hmm. Once upon a time, they took early lunch and see if there was rain. So what's happened to that? Mm-hmm. Off the they test? still do that. I'm, I'm talking about when, when then the game gets going. So say you, you lose the first hour, the game mm. gets going. You know, that lunch break then should become 20 minutes, yep. not 40. Yep, yep, yep. What do you have for lunch? Oh, I don't know what, what did you these have? days. Oh, I used to, good grace. What did you have? Just stuff. Something heavy? Well, if you weren't doing anything, yeah. <laughs> really? You're looking to a steak. A steak? Yeah, it's a good cook. Roast good- chicken. Good cooking? Oh, yeah, it's good. They're really good. I mm. wonder what they do have nowadays, is the question. South Australia used to be fantastic. They give you these fillets of whiting. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd have seven of them. At the Adelaide Oval? Yeah, little beautiful fillets of whiting with a bit of butter, a bit of lemon on a bit of pepper. Oh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Either with your batting or bowl, it didn't matter. A yeah. lazy seven whiting. Oh, at times. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what grinds my gears with interviews, says Bert in uh, Kahuna. Uh, the term, that's his one word, used for all sports bar golf. And I'm probably guilty of that from time to time as well. That's his one word. What's that mean? Well, it means that's his, his ace in his, his deck, his, his, his main strength. Know? My seven iron's my best. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get to, oh God, let's get to Anna in the newsroom to straighten us up. Welcome back. Sammy Harper, not too far away. Renegades keeper batsman back with a bang as well. He was on Saturday night at Marvel Stadium. Went along, watched him go absolutely nuts. And I think for a time there, mathematically speaking, might have even got himself to 100. He just had to hit every run, I think, for the last 20. Didn't quite get there, but uh, it was enough to get the Renegades home. And uh, they are looking pretty good on this season. You want to get involved on the Temper 40 Winks Text, the consumer's choice winner. Temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases. They conform to the exact shape of your body. Off the text, Andrew Clark's text in. Didn't they, in previous years, allow for extra time to make up for lost time to rain? And the test... Has to be moved, Andrew said. It's not good for cricket, the fans, or Sydney. It makes Sydney look stupid year after year. Start the series in Sydney. Go to Adelaide, Melbourne, and Perth for the New Year's test. Test cricket stuck in the 1920s, says someone else here. Back the technology 100% and get rid of pitching outside leg and hitting outside the line rules. Gee, that would turn the game upside down. I'm sure that would make Simon O'Donnell angry. If he good morning, were here. Simon. If he were here, I would ask him about it, but he's gone completely and utterly missing. What about the declaring debate, says Paul? Never liked Cummins. Deprived Usman of 200. Okay to say it's a team game. If you can't get 20 wickets, don't blame 15 minutes at the end if you have them eight or nine down. That one is from Paul. Um, doesn't seem to matter what uh, Paddy Cummins does, Scoob. He seems to come in for criticism. Where have you been? You just thought, you'd go, thought you'd go walk about. No, there's an issue. Go on. Been to the toilet? No. There's a cubicle. You lock yourself in there. No, no, I haven't. But it, it's it's saying it's engaged, the red sign. But it's been engaged like for two or three weeks. I feel for the person that's in there. <laughs> is there someone, is it a faulty door, is it? I don't know if it's a faulty door, but it's been engaged for three weeks. Well, you're allowed to take your time. It's as much time as I've ever seen. I'm going to... Tomorrow morning, I'm going to talk to the person that's in there. I'm going to say, look, mate, at some stage, you've got to come out. <laughs> There's three cubicles. One of them has been permanently shut for at least three weeks. Someone needs to go in and rescue the bloke that's in there. Okay, righto. He's oh. going to do something about it. Okay, because you're worried about it. I'm worried about him. Okay. He needs a feed or a drink or something. He's be dehydrated. Uh, Vic from Arupna's text. In a positive text about the cricket, she says, I've loved this test series and really enjoying watching them play. What well, I'm Pat Cummins for his authentic and brave Leadership. So he's 
15 tests in charge. They've lost once. And they're about to get a really stern test over there in India. And you could be going. We're going to keep that last fan standing quiz going for the remainder of the month. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Question without notice? Charlie Batista? Or just a question without notice? Far away. Would you have declared an Usman? Oh, in those circumstances, yes, I think. Under any other circumstances, absolutely not. And he wouldn't have either, Pat Cummins. Um, I thought Usman handled it well. Did you get the vibe when we asked him about it that he perhaps... We must have been disappointed. But to what level and what level of angst he might have had over it, we can only speculate. I think but they did the right thing. But as it, as it turned out, with hindsight now, knowing that they were nowhere near winning, and they were never going to be needing 14 wickets on the final day, that you just let him get his double hundred? Yeah, but if, they, if those catches that were, weren't yeah. allowed were allowed, and built that, pressure. that changes the whole yeah. changes the whole dynamic of it. The bit probably, and I think there would have been a good debate about it, and the good debate would have been, look, this three-test series, we're already 2-0 up. Mm. We can't lose this no. one. Yeah. Does it matter? Yeah. You know, does 10 minutes matter? Was he go out and get it within three or four overs, ten minute break, and then into it? Um, that's where the debate would have come. But still, you would have. It's a bit like winning the toss. You know, huh. ninety nine times out of a hundred, you, you you bat. Wasn't that interesting hearing him say? You know, he could pick up the vibe from Pat without him saying anything. There was some yeah. awkward moments. Oh, it would have been in the change room. It is awkward as they pass by, and the captain's got to go and tell him that, that this is what they're doing, mm. and that's not easy. You know, as a, as a captain going and saying, "Look, mate." You're five runs away from a double hundred, but you're going to stay that way. Gee, guys, if Warner was man of the series, then Agar must have been close to man of the match. Seriously, what a joke. Warner should be retiring. He will get exposed in India and England. That's Darren of Craig Moore off the text. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens there in, in, in both India and England. I, I, don't, I think if David Warner doesn't have a good India, he won't go to England. Bill in Hobart, Cummins had to declare it was the right decision. Cummins hasn't made too many mistakes since he has been in the job. But he's a, it's he's a, the vibe. He's a lightning rod for criticism at the best of times, so it doesn't matter what decision he made. He would have come in for some criticism, I'm sure. I think that's a good point Bill makes. I think he's quite right. Yep. Uh, righto. We better take a break because we've got Sammy Harper coming up on the other side of it. You can uh, drop us a text anytime on the Temper 40 Winks. They are Consumers' Choice winners. They have the temper mattresses, they've got the pillows, they've got the adjustable bases, and they conform to the very, very shape of your body. So, Scoob, we'll take a break. We'll have a chat to Sammy Harper, who was hitting them as clean oh. as a whistle on Saturday night. Blimey, for a little man, he was hitting a big ball. We'll have a catch-up with the uh, Renegades keeper batsman on the other side of this. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. The Melbourne Renegades sit third on the BBL ladder, having steadied the ship following four straight defeats over the New Year period. They rolled the Hobart Hurricane scoob at the weekend thanks to the big hitting of this man. Sam Harper is with us. Morning, Sammy. Thanks a lot for your time. Morning, guys. No worries. So it was a 48-ball 89 from your blade at Marvel Stadium on, on Saturday night. Seven sixes to go with it. Geez, you'd have to be happy with that. Yeah, no, it was, it was nice to contribute. And, um, yeah, obviously nice to get the win. It was a big, the last two games were really big for us coming off four losses. So, um, 
yeah, places us reasonably well on the table now and hopefully we can back in the season well. All about the team, of course, which we'll get to. But just for you individually, was there a heavy dose of relief associated with your innings? I mean, uh, your most recent form has, um, has, has, has been no secret, I suppose. How important was this? Yeah, no, it was definitely important. Um, yeah, I was just started in the side and then found myself out of the side and, um, yeah, just made a few pretty poor decisions early in my innings, which uh, unfortunately led to my downfall. And then T20 can sort of just get on you pretty quickly, especially when the games sort of come up back-to-back. So um, yeah, I felt like I was doing all the right things and hitting the ball pretty nicely. So I was just trying to stay patient and try, keep trusting what I was doing. Um, and, yeah, not maybe just give myself a few extra balls at the start of my innings. So, yeah, it was nice to get a few away. Sam, is is that part of it in T20 when when the pressure sort of builds? You know, you're looking to do it even quicker than you need to, and that 20 over cricket, you start to think, you know, every ball has to go for four. You start to get yourself confused. Is that part of falling out of form in in the T20 level? Yeah, I think you've nailed it. Um, so I'm there. I just think like I look back at the Thunder where face two dots and you're chasing 180 and like in reality like that's not an issue but you just sort of look up you're like but then has gone dot dot and then you just try and force something that's not there and then you're out and then all you've done is put the team one for none off three balls and had another dot so um, in trying to do the right thing and get the game going so that run rate doesn't climb uh, yeah you end up probably doing the opposite of what you should be doing so yeah I just had some really good chats with Hodgie's been great to have on board as our uh, sort of batting coach and batting assistant. And uh, we just had some really good chats. And just when that moment came, it was almost like, right, I um, do the opposite, maybe just get off strike or um, just face the next few balls and see what happens. Because there's always more time than you think, even in such a short game. So, Sam, do you have a you know, something that you work to or, or that reminds you to do that when you're playing in a 2020 game and not sort of get ahead of yourself and let that pressure build too much? Is Is there something... You, know, you say to yourself, or how how do you make it click to make sure that you don't get ahead of yourself and try and hit too many boundaries off too few balls? <laughs> yeah, I know. If you've got the answer for me, there, so I mean, you can walk out to that with me every night. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's a good one. I think at the moment, like it's just when you just react to what they bowl without really premeditating anything. That's sort of when you get yourself in your best position just to play and respond to what they bowl, which is basically the same in any format of cricket it doesn't really change so um yeah that was the space i was trying to get into the other night and it was i definitely felt when i got in that space and you're just reacting then sometimes sometimes you do play a few shots and like oh, i didn't even was wasn't even thinking about playing that so um and then, then the polar opposite um probably after missing out a few times against the stars the other night i was like right i I'm just going to go back to what's worked for me in the past, which was to take him on the power play. But it's just not that easy to hit someone like a Luke Wood or a Trent Bolt first ball um, for four or six at the MCD. It's just the cricket's too hard, and you actually have to respect that you are facing quality bowlers. So um, yeah, and then well, in answer to the actual question, Hodgie and I just actually broke it down to um, almost like a computer game. Like the bowler's going to bowl, you've just got one ball to try and beat them um, in that contest, and just literally keep it as simple as that. What also helps, Sammy, in this format in particular is the stroke of fortune. I mean, it was really nice of Riley Meredith to put you down on 59. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime in T20, you need a slice of luck when it's such a high-risk game. So, um, yeah, nah, you just and sometimes getting a little waist half um, fully and just some little things like that can just get your innings going. And those little, as we spoke about, I felt like in Geelong the other night when 
Mark when he's about me, legs stamp half eye off the bat. I'm like, but really, I'm four off one, and then you're walking off with a golden duck. So that can just be the fiddle of the game. So as I said off the top, you steadied the ship. It was, a, it was another much-needed win. I mean, BBL, though, has an amazing um, ability to churn out bizarre situations. So you guys on Saturday night, you had Caleb Jewell, who's always a prized wicket, trapped LBW, but, but ball tracking wasn't working. Did you get an explanation for this, or just one of those gremlins in the system? Yeah, no, we didn't really get an explanation. It was just sort of, we obviously reviewed it, and then they did the Noble and Schnicko and everything, and we were just waiting for the, we were literally waiting for the three reds because we thought yeah. it was dead. Um, and then, yeah, they just said ball tracking wasn't available. So, um, which was unfortunate. It's an interesting one because then it was available next over. But, uh, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, I don't know. I have nothing to do with the technology and I don't understand it. But it was a shame that we brought in the technology and then when you got someone LB, we couldn't use it. But I'm sure, yeah, that was through no one's, through no one's fault or not lack of trying. Sam, you started off with a bang, and then there was that bit of a lull, and you, you've, you, you're searching and finding that winning form again. Is there something you've identified in the in those middle few games where um, you, you came off such confidence in your first four games, and then sort of lost your way a little? Yeah, it was probably probably our batting group. Really, if we're going to be honest, um, I think we've got a great batting group um, this year. I was just like anyone knows batting it. Um, Blunston in the T20 is a pretty nice place to bat um, and we were chasing 122 down there so that was a game that we really let go um, the SCG wicket was probably challenging for the boys the next game but it's still 150 or 145 you bag yourself um, with Marsh, Finch, Guptor and those guys to probably be chasing that down and I think our bowling group's gone for over 150 maybe twice or three times out of the nine games which is just a huge effort um, from them so yeah, it was probably, I think, Sakes just identified it, that we've got a really good batting group. And, um, yeah, it was up for up to a couple of us to put some match-winning performances together to keep backing up our bowling. I'm not sure if you're in the cut and thrust like you are, Sam. You're able to sort of put your head up and, and look around and observe the competition as a whole. But we were talking earlier about how BBL sort of feels like it's got a, a foothold. I want to say a foothold again in our sporting psyche at this time of the year. It feels like it's got a, a fair bit of weight behind it at the moment. There's some interest and the crowds have been reasonably good. I mean, what's your feel as someone who's played for a few seasons now? Yeah, I definitely think this this year's had some... I think it's had some really good individual battles on field, um, as we've seen. And I, I think that's always great when you see people's personalities come out, which um, then does get the crowd involved. And I, I think... I mean, I've been watching most of the other games as well. Like, there's been some really good close games, um, which no doubt helps the crowd when they're there. And then, obviously as a viewer at home, um, you always like seeing nice tight games. So I think that's helped. But yeah, there's every sort of game I've been at and played in um, has felt like it's had a really good, really good energy and really good. Um, we've actually had some really good crowds to play in front of. So um, I, I think COVID definitely didn't help the last few years. So I think hopefully, yeah, the BBL could be onwards and upwards again. All right, Sam, no game at a time stuff here. Okay. We, we want none of that. No cliches. Yeah, no cliches. How do we stay on top of our game to finish in a final spot? Because that that would be a really good year for the Renegades off what's happened previously. Yeah, well, absolutely, mate. No bones about it. <clears throat> there's sort of no option for us. We need to be playing finals this year after the last the way the last three years has gone, and that's exactly what Sake said, even when we were 3-0, and um, that we had absolutely no right to get ahead of ourselves. Um because of the way the last few seasons has gone. So, um, yeah, obviously losing Majib and Akil will be big. So, um, 
we've got a couple of really good spinners. Um, we've just brought Farwood Ahmed in and we've got um, Rowantha and Corey Roccacholi who'll come and play a big part for us. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing. The, I think we've got the strikers a couple of times. So then without Rashid, hopefully we can... Um, they've been playing really well. So hopefully we can get, take them down a couple of times. And yeah, I think we probably need to get seven or eight wins to guarantee us a top sort of three or four spot. Yep, strikers tomorrow night. Looking forward to that one. Sammy, loved your work on Saturday night. It was great Good to work. watch. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us this morning and, and best luck for the rest of the campaign. Uh, awesome, guys. Thanks for having me. Good Sammy night. Harper there of the Melbourne Renegades. Great to catch up with him. Of course, they lost Nick Madison, didn't they? That nasty ACL. So we wish him well with his recovery as well. We'll take our final break here on Summer Breakfast and we'll be back to wrap up after this. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Uh, Scoop, just admiring the form of Colin uh, Morikawa over there in Hawaii. Just a lazy 26, 26 under the card at the yep. Century Tournament of Champions. Uh, he's gone 64, 66, 65 his first three rounds. Absolutely braining him over there on the PGA Tour. We've had Barat Sunderason, Sammy Harper and Usman Khawaja. It was great to catch up with Australia's opening batsmen. If you missed them, they are all up and podcasted at sen.com.au. Going down the drain now. Well, no, we're not. Although the texts still keep pouring in <laughs> around his, his driving test. Get over it, Roy. Roy won't let it go. Roy t- can't drive and he wants to tell you that on me. Julian DeStoop is here. Paul Aiken text in. Very fortunate. <laughs> I took off stationary three times in third gear. Automatic fail if it stalled in those days. And you managed to do it. Yeah, I did. But as I said it last week, the guy, it was near Christmas, December baby. And he didn't he basically, want to come back. He basically said, look, if it wasn't Christmas time and I wasn't in a good mood, no <laughs> license for you. So he had a bit of discretion. Yeah, but well, Roy, Roy just can't get over it. Roy's texting about you 10 times. I didn't know what he was talking about. But anyway, now it's all clear. Do you want a lift, Roy? I'll come and give you a lift. <laughs> if you need to go somewhere. I'm not getting in the car with you. I'm a good driver. No, it was 25 years ago. Bad habits, mate. You start with a bad habit, you continue. <laughs> What's on the program? <laughs> driving lessons? There's just long faces here today. Definitely not driving lessons. Uh, no, I'm gonna a talk lot to... of people coming back into the office. Usually got long oh, faces. Oh, aren't they on. flat? Oh, yeah, aren't they flat? Today seems the to be the returning day. McCaffrey yeah, coffee. And they're, they're, they're in the dumps. Oh, aren't they flat? We've all bounced in because we're, we're used to being joints, in here. Hey, well, he's come back from Sorrento. Lawn. Now we're going to talk to Jared because not only wrap up this Australian test summer, let's look ahead. Yep. India, England, oh. how well placed are we to knock them off? Are we well placed? What a year of cricket it's going to be for our mob. Oh, You're going to England, aren't you? I might go on that Delhi trip. Yeah. Are you going to get on that one? Oh, that's good, isn't yeah. it? What, what, a, what a prize trip? that is. Last fan standing. Well, we'll be listening, Jules. Good luck with that. And we'll be back tomorrow at 6, Scoot. Drive Never carefully. Before. Drive very carefully. G'day, it's John just... Oh, no, shit.